COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. What's up? What's up? I said, it looks like you're thinning on the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely happening. Oh, shit. Shit. I want to be rocking the uh, status. Uh, uh, convertible, some, some, top, some top roof. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? My dad's, my dad's side has like a full, full set of hair. But so my your mom, mom, your mom my, fucked you up. My mom's side fucked me up. My uncles are all bald. And they all, except for one of my cousins, though. So I don't know, maybe he got it from his mom's side. But his his dad is my uncle, my mom's brother. And they're all bald, dude. Like, and then, you know, nothing here. So I was like, fuck it. Like I told um, Joe, I told Joe, like Joe used to ask me a stupid question. Hey, yeah, Joe, Joe used to do the come over. No, no, but he, he would ask me, hey, a uh, million dollar question. So I'm looking for a new haircut. What do you think I should do? <laughs> and I was like, at the time I was shaving my head because I didn't like my hair anyway. So I just kept on shaving it. You know that, right? Like, I'm, I was always like buzz cut and shit like that. No, I remember you. I remember you having like a uh, like hair. Like, I don't, I don't remember you shaving it until like after college. Probably, yeah. But only because um, I didn't want to pay for a haircut because it was expensive. At the time, we had no money. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> well, that's what I was about to say, though. Like, luckily for you, though, like, you you started shaving it before. So, like... Now, I know how even, it works. Yeah, so, like, even now that, like, you're starting to, you know, thin out, mm-hmm. like, you already know what it looks and then people are used to you, like, bald. So, like, it, it wouldn't yeah. be that big of a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm like, you, you, uh, beat, you beat God to the punch. <laughs> it's like, no, you ain't getting me. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, how dare you try to keep my car? I keep my own car. <laughs> God, God was like, well, shit, since you want to be bald, I might as well just take your hair. Might as well. See, no, and it sucks. You don't, you don't, you don't appreciate it anyway. <laughs> it's like, you don't give me money for a haircut. So why? <laughs> it, it's it sucks though for people like I don't you've never seen Efren right or have you seen Efren yet? Uh, not in person. Not in person. So he has a full set of hair, and he would braid it. One time he had cornrows, and like he's always taking photos of himself with his haircut and everything. I'm like, bro, that dude loves being in front of the camera. Attached, bro, because when you get older, man, it's gonna hurt you. 
See, at least me, I hated my hair, so I kept on shaving that shit. I was like, what the fuck? Fuck it. I don't want I don't want to pay for a haircut. So you would pay for haircuts and get it braided, take some selfies, post it to Instagram. And then he said it was a he was a talk about me, but we were he was talking about like one of the CEOs of the president. Like he's bald, right? Like just skin bald, right? So he he made a comment saying, Man, man I, I hope I never lose my hair. I was like, bro. <laughs> You gotta jinx yourself. You better not say that shit. You better get used to it. Because if that happens, it's gonna hurt you more than, you know, most people. So that's why I told him, like, that's why I start. I started early. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna shave all my shit. That way, like you said, I'm used to it. Everyone's used to it. Fuck it, you know? If I can still get yeah, a bald head, then I'm good. Nah, I did it. I did it uh, two years ago. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, and I found out. Yeah, and then uh, like, that was the time you went to your studios. Yeah, when I uh, when I first yeah when I first moved back to California. Even you said it like, oh shit, Mother Nature is taking you over. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought though, because like uh, when I was in uh, Texas, I don't know, maybe it was the stress, but then like my shit was like uh, thinning out, so I was like, fuck, it, I'm gonna shave a ball. And then uh, because of the pandemic, I, well, no, it was actually before the pandemic. But, like I just started, I just got lazy. I didn't feel like paying for a haircut. I didn't feel like shaving it bald again. So I just let it grow out. And then I guess like being back in California, like my hair just grew back. Oh shit. It just grew back? Yeah, like like the, the bald spots like grew back in. So I thought maybe, I was like, maybe it was just, I was just too much stressing in, uh, in Texas. Sure. Nah, it was like uh, it was like that uh, Ashley from uh, The Boys. How she got so stressed out, her hair started falling out. Oh yeah, yeah. See, now that's fucked up right there. Yeah. Like it sucks that you have a full, full bread, like full bread of hair, and you're so used to it, and next thing you know it, just little patches just keeps falling out when you're taking a shower. Like that's women, that's, that's women, up. Yeah, women are lucky though because like they don't start going to like they're like in their seventies or eighties. Yeah, like man, man, we start like in our like late thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. That's why all you bald guys out there, you better, you better make sure your credit's good. <laughs> nah, but like I think I think though most people though they, uh, they they like they don't mind being bald. I but mean, I, think, let's, let's I mean you have you have you have some dudes like uh, like Joe for example. Like he was insecure. He tried to do the come over, which is ugly because it's noticeable. Like everybody notices it. I don't know. Like I don't know who he was trying to fool with the come over. Like what's funny is that I, I don't know if he's in denial and, and stuff like that. I mean he he's aware of his baldness, but he's still asking questions like, "So I'm looking for a new haircut." Which like bro, like there's really not much you can do. Like your barber's gonna look at you with question marks. Like um, so what am I here for again? You know? Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying though, like he was doing the like you're like yeah, but I was like I saw don't get the like why, why do the comb over and just just cut it. But see, that's what I told him. I go, dude, why don't you do what I do? Just shave it all off, you know? And he's like, that's what I do. I'm bald, right? And he goes, yeah, but at the time I had you know hair and stuff, but I would shave my shit off. And he goes, yeah, you're bald, but by choice. <laughs> Me, I have no choice. <laughs> I was like, bro, if it works for me, it can work for you. No, it could, no. it could work for it could work for anybody. Yeah, my brother. Okay, my brother started. 
balding at a very early age. I'm talking about like late twenties. And he so you, you see motherfucker both you. I think it's my mom's side. It's definitely my mom's side. So yeah, so I'm telling you, mom. But but he, here's a story about him though. Yeah, like, right. what's up? No, I'm saying like yeah, because you guys have uh, different dads. So it has to be from your mom's side. Both of had the both of you. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Uh, we've inherited her genes. But see, the crazy thing is like even as he was balding at the age of like 24, 23 or whatever, whatever age, like he would still get laid. You know what I mean? And he would actually embrace it. He wouldn't try to do comb overs. He wouldn't, I mean, he would wear hats because he's a dancer, but he, like, everyone knows he's bald. Can you shave that shit off and he would still get laid? You know what I mean? I mean with my, yeah, but yeah, it was also like with my experiences, though, girls love that shit. Like, they, they love, like, rubbing a bald head. Yeah. I mean, maybe not all, you know, maybe some girls, like, I mean, every girl has their own taste in like men and a certain looks. Some girls like guys who have full set of hair, and some girls like bald guys, or some girls like guys with a, a you know a, a faded a buzz cut look. I mean, I'm just saying. My point is that just because you're bald, it's not the end of the world. But there are a lot of guys out there who just like, I don't know if they're in denial or they just fear the whole baldness. It's like, look, if there's no cure to it, fuck it, just go with it. Like there's really not much you can do. I mean, there is, there is a cure though, it's, it's called Rogaine. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, Donald Trump wouldn't be having his issues right now. <laughs> with the money he's making, yeah. come on. Well, he he has uh, he has more important issues right now than uh, his hair loss. Yeah, he, but, has to, but, he, has to, he has to survive uh, COVID first. But see, I guess it comes to show that if you have money, you don't really give a fuck, <laughs> like about how you look. But well, no, nah, I mean, if you think about it, though, like most most billion most billionaires though, they they dress shitty. Like, uh, like what's his name? The the dude that uh, owns uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he dresses like shit. Um, like for a guy that's, that's Bill Gates. Bill Gates yeah, dresses like a uh, casual. Bill Gates, another one. Yeah. He, he he looks like someone who shops at a thrift store or something. Not a thrift store, but like at a at a freaking Nordstrom rack. Like that's how he dresses. Actually, even worse than a Nordstrom rack. He probably uh, he probably buys his clothes at Ross. Fuck it, if he can save more money. Yeah. Shit. Like, why am I gonna spend? Why am I gonna spend a stupid ten thousand dollar for a, a a belt at Louis Vuitton when I can spend ten dollars on five belts at Ross? And that's why. And that's why he stays rich. Mm -hmm. Well, See, you got some people like Mike Tyson who waste money on tigers and shit. Like if you're gonna buy a pet, just buy like a regular cat. Like why do you need a tiger? Cause I got I got I got mine from the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> it was exotic. Well we know well, we know we know for a fact that Shaq got his tiger from the Tiger King because it was on the uh, the documentary. Michael Jackson was yeah. he'll probably get a couple of tigers from the Tiger King. I mean he, I think Michael Jackson's had a tiger and a monkey. Yeah, the whole zoo in his backyard. Yeah. Cray cray. Bubbles.
Oh, I forgot to check our uh, our picks. I don't, I don't remember who we picked. Oh, didn't I send it to you? No, you did, but I didn't check it though, cause um, I know Buffalo and Kansas City played earlier today. I don't remember who we picked. And then uh, right now, Arizona's whooping Dallas's ass. I'll tell you right now. Okay, so our picks are the two late, the two games of Monday are Buffalo. We lost that one. We lost that one in Arizona. All right, well, we're winning that one so far. We're winning that one so far? Okay. So what are we, like eight, eight out of five? Wait, what is that? Something like that, right? Eight out of five? Yeah, because I know we lost uh, the LA Rams last night. Oh, what are the scores? The battle, um, the, the battle, we lost. What was the score um, with Buffalo and Uh, the score. It was uh, uh, 26 17. Okay, 26. So. Good thing I pick a low number, kind of, <laughs> on our points. I use, I think I should have went with yours. But you texted it too late. It would have been 75. I think you, when you texted me, it would have been like 77 or something. But I put a 95 instead for the uh, total points for the two the two, two games of Monday. Was it 95 total? 95 total. Yeah. That's not a... 25. Winner? Okay. So... <laughs> Winner of today is 25, right? Or 26? All right, so Buffalo and Kansas City, the total points are 43. And then right now, the total, excuse me, the total. No, no, but what did Kansas get? How much was the total points for Kansas? 26? It was 26. Okay. Well, so what were you saying? Kansas, Kansas is uh, twenty six, right? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, we're way off. So that means uh, Wait, so total points is the points. Uh, the winner, the winner scores. The winner scores. Well, that's what I was told. Well, okay. Well, Arizona right now has twenty eight. Yeah, but based on. Based on like some of the points, um, in uh, through the picks, some people put like seventy-one, which is one of the lowest ones. So they're like the closest one. Uh, seventy-one, I think, is Art. I don't even know who Art is. Seventy-one is the lowest point. Oh, uh, seventy, seventy, and seventy-one. So if they tie up with our picks <clears throat> and work. And we we all three of us tie, then they win. You get it? Like if their picks is equivalent to our picks that we have, then they win. 
depending on who the it's score it scores on Arizona and so that's pretty much how it works in, in the uh, I'm really so it's a uh, it's quite interesting <laughs> it's just well we learned about uh yeah we learned about your your uh your hair my hairline and how you how your uh how your mom's genetics fucked you up and your brother so after after like after about two months now we were finally going to review uh the worst SummerSlam ever uh SummerSlam 93 and uh we're actually getting close to a uh, survivor series as well so uh sometime next month we'll probably review the worst survivor series ever and I was thinking too, like since uh, 2020, we did all the worst pay-per-views in WWE history. I'm thinking we should, uh, for 2021, we we'll do the best pay-per-views in WWE history. You know, add some positive to the show, and also to some positivity for uh, for Romeo and I's uh, mental state, because uh, these these pay-per-views are pretty bad, except for Royal Rumble '99. I mean, it was bad, but it was entertaining bad. Especially, uh, especially The Rock. I think anything with The Rock in it, any special event with The Rock in it, is always going to get entertaining. I mean, yeah, but The Rock, he doesn't even have to wrestle. He just has to talk. It's just entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, he's he's one of the most charismatic wrestler in the business. Even today. I mean, he's, he's out of the business, but at the same time, he can always make an appearance, like a, a guest star. He can always come back and just like yeah. just talk his crap, do a little smackdown, do a little rock bottom for everyone. You know, he can, it's like basically he can come back to WWE anytime he wants. He can just walk in like I'm here. I'm well, here. his daughter, <laughs> his daughter wants to become a wrestler. Oh shit! Yeah, she's like she's oh. 18, but we'll see what happens. They should call her the Pebble. The Pebble. Now, is she going to talk in the third person, though? The Pebble says... Like her dad? Yeah. The Pebble, the Pebble, the Pebble says... The Pebble says she's going to whoop your Rudy Poo candy ass. Nah, she's going to be a completely new character. I mean, because you don't want a carbon copy of, you know, each well, person. Is. Now, I wonder, though, if she... I mean, like I said, she's only 18, so I don't know if it's like an age limit or whatever. I want to become a wrestler. Or when they'll allow her to, but I mean, I think she, she could. Is it 18? Uh-huh. 18. Well, she, no, she's 18 right now, but I'm saying, though, she says she wants to be a wrestler, but I don't know, like, you know, when they'll start her out. Like, obviously, she has to go through, like, wrestling school and training. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, she, we, probably, we probably won't see her for, like, at least, like, like, you know, three, four years. But what I was saying, though, is, like, her, if she does become a wrestler and, and works for, well, I'm pretty sure she's going to work for WWE because her dad has a relationship with WWE. But I'm saying though, like you know, it'd be interesting because like they could put her with their cousin Roman Reigns, and like have like a I don't know, make like a tag team or whatever, like a family feud. Right now, the Rus the Ru- is it the Russo the Russos right the Russo brothers. Well, the Russos and um, Norman Reigns are having beef. Yeah, those are uh, Rikishi's kids. Well, they're cousins though. Well, I don't know if they're cousins, but they're still related. You know yeah, I mean? they're 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 cousins like that. 
second. They're they're more with yeah, they're cousins because like you know the Rockies have Simone. They're full blooded Simone, mm-hmm. but um, yes, yeah, so it's all to like the Rock's uh, mom's side of the family. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, like if his daughter you know does become a wrestler, like they should put them all together, like you know Roman Reigns, uh, the Usos, and then the Rock's daughter, like make like a make like a team or something, like you know like. I don't know the family name, but there's like everybody that's in the part of that family just become a tag team. They also have another cousin too. Um, fuck, I can't think of her name right now. She's like a, she's like a fat. She's kind Ooh. of fat though. She, uh, she's, she's a big Samoan chick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Google I can't think of her name right now. She's, I know she's one of the. Uh, I don't know how. How old? Like not old, but I don't know how long she's been in the business. But yeah, she's a big chick, dude. Uh, she's like the Rock's niece. Yeah, she's a uh, she's uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, she's a big chick. She's actually uh, older than I thought. She's uh, thirty six. I thought she was younger than that. Hey, Diamond Dallas Page. I think he started at the age of 35, 40? Yeah, she's been wrestling since uh, twenty fifteen. So she started at thirty one, which is pretty late. No, not really. Diamond Dallas Page, bro. I think he started at the age of 40 or 35 or something. He started really no, I, Yeah, because I'm saying like most, most of these wrestlers, they start like in their early 20s. No, she started in her early 30s. Because it says it's she started start. out as a... She says she, says here she started out as a plus-size model. And then when that didn't work out, she decided to go into the family business. Kind of girl, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, she's six feet. 275 pounds. So it's like it's like you dating her is like you dating me then. That's exactly my weight. <laughs> my 270, 275? Not 270? Well, no, no. Yeah, but only, only problem is... Uh, only problem I'm at 240. Is like, I'm at 240. Only problem is that she can never, she can never uh, ride you, though, because she'll break your hip. Well, you just got to find somebody who's bigger than her. To, to be able to take it. I'm pretty sure one of those wrestlers are hitting it. Bro, somebody is. I mean... Like if, if China can get some dick, I'm pretty sure she can. Bro, if Big Show can get some, I'm sure... Yeah, but Big, Big Show is a dude. Big, Show, Big Show's a dude, though. I'm talking about, like, for her, being a bigger woman. Bro, if... If, um... If uh, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, um, Luna. If Luna can get some, <laughs> yeah, I'm she sure. was married. She was married to Gangrel. See, Gangrel, who is now the uh, the genius behind um, the uh, the uh, what's that? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Rump Shakers franchise. Nice. Yeah, and Gangrel. He's uh, directed uh, all five Rump Shakers movies since he's now. Nice. Uh, since he's now directing porn, he quit wrestling and decided to become a porn director. Wow, you you know your uh, you know your porn. How do you know there were secrets? Nah, of- <laughs> well, no, nah, I, I looked it up when we uh, reviewed oh. one of those uh, pay per views. Of course, I still, I still I still haven't watched uh, Rump Shakers one yet. I got to check that out. Of course, you know, just check out check out Gangrel's uh, work. Yeah, oh, yeah. Don't mind me, guys. I'm just watching Rump Shakers. It's it's for research purposes. Yeah. <laughs> So hey Romeo, so we should uh we should uh, like review the the rump, the rump shakers franchise. Uh, uh I don't I don't I mean is there, <laughs> is there 
are we going to talk about the story or the cinematography or how how do we review something like that? We can just uh, we just critique uh, Gangrel's directing style. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, bro, like all kids, like all kid aside, if if I really got into directing, you know, the porn industry, I would actually put a story behind it. I would go like full out. Like I, I don't want it to go like straight. Well, yeah, but the, the thing is, though, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, porn movies do have a story behind it. You said these no, porn no, no. stars not, can't not, act. It's not only the story, not only the story, but I would actually go full out, like you know, full production, like dynamic shots, like like some micro explosions in Bruh. the background. <laughs> like, Bro, there is no, there is no studio that's gonna invest that much money. It's oh, a porno movie. Well, I'll, I'm going to produce it myself. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna start a kickstart, you know, or GoFundMe or something. Like I'm going to find the money somewhere. And I'll it's gonna be it's gonna be a waste of money because most people are gonna fast forward and just get straight to the fuck you. Hey, trust me. They're gonna. They're, this is my, this is my film is gonna be the first film that's gonna be introduced to like multimedia, um, you know, university. <laughs> see see how see how the director like does like a pan shot around the uh you know the penetration <laughs> oh uh night says here night jack she is the cousins she's the rock's cousin she's roman reigns's cousin and she's also the cousin of the usos okay so the rock is cousins with norman reigns then Roman. Yeah, they're they're all they're all cousins. So like uh, the Rock's like one of the oldest cousins, then. Yeah, like the says, um, Yeah, it says the Rock's mom is uh, Nia Jax's auntie. So, so that means uh, Nia, yeah, Nia Jax and the Rock's mom, the Nia Jax's mom and the Rock's mom, their sister. Mm. But it doesn't say how she's related to Roman Reigns and the Usos. All right, well, since we are discussing wrestling, it's not real wrestling. What are we Oh, yeah, so uh, like I was, well, first of all, we've got to introduce ourselves. Oh, who are we? Uh, yeah, we are, uh, welcome to the Solo Ant Show. Uh, 30, minutes, 30 minutes in, we're just now uh, welcoming really? you guys to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Solo Ant Show. Uh, I'm your host, Expected Ant, a.k.a. Anthony, a.k.a. Black Tony Stark, and I'm uh, here with my uh, co-host Romeo, aka Romeo, Romeo, aka everybody already knows your your real name, but for some reason he acts like <laughs> no people don't. Uh, <clears throat> Secret. <laughs> so on uh, today's episode, we are discussing uh, Romeo's uh, thinning hair. That's not today's uh, episode. I thought that was we, next week. We talked about we, we spent the first fifteen minutes talking about it. That wasn't yeah. even part of the script. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then we just spent time talking about uh the Rock Nia Jax and Roman Reigns family tree. And now we're gonna talk about the nit the nitty gritty. You talk is... about my thinning hair and then you start touching your hair like fuck. Yeah, I know. It's not happening to me. <laughs> it's like uh it's happening to me too. <laughs> 
no, it's like uh, it's like uh, the deep and the boys. Remember when they're watching the the TV and everybody's head starts exploding? Oh yeah, and he's yeah. like, and the deep is like touching his like, head. Like, is it is that my next? <laughs> that was actually a funny moment. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like, hey, does it happen through like if they see you in TV or what? <laughs> does it go through the screen or like, dude, the deep? We don't even know how far the deep is from the uh, the courthouse. But he's acting like, oh shit, is it like... He's, he's at least halfway, because the deep was in, uh, he was still in exile in Ohio. Yeah. I think the courthouse was like in uh, D.C. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, at least like halfway across the country. Yeah. He was like touching his head like, oh shit. <laughs> is, Am is I this, next? Is it still intact? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just got married. I can't afford to lose my head. Like, oh shit, my corporals are still there. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it happened to me in a very late age. You know, it didn't happen to me like when I was 18 or 20s or anything like that. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're at the age now where it's like, you know, people kind of expect it. It's typical. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, like, okay, he's 39. Like, yeah. it's, it's, that's Makes normal. Like, if he was like, if he was like 25, he'd be like, oh, like no, my brother. Like, like yeah. he had to go through it like very young. I'm talking about maybe 22 or something like that. Yeah. And I had a full head of hair, and it's and people looking like, how did that work? Wait a minute, <laughs> he's older than you. <laughs> like my hair, my hair is a late bloomer. See, here's a crazy thing. Uh, I guess people, yeah, I don't know, age differently um, because uh, homeboy douche. Um, remember, you've met Tanoosh, right? You know how he had like gray on his his, his stash, his mustache. Uh, that's the Indian dude, right? Street geeks. Yeah, yeah, street geeks. And then he had like the gray, the gray on his uh, mustache and beard and everything. See, mm -hmm. I don't, I have gray, but not not like too much. Like, yeah, can't really. Yeah, I'm I'm starting I'm starting to get gray. Like when when I grow up my facial hair, you can see the you can see the kind of like the salt pepper, uh, you know, sprinkle in there. I got that salt pepper look. But but like homeboy Tanoosh, like he, he has a gray and he's younger than I think both of us. Even maybe he's the same age as you. Who knows? But he, he started graying at a very early age. So who knows? Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's stress. It's it's also I mean genetics has I a mean, lot to do. So yeah, sometimes I mean sometimes it be genetics though. Yeah. But Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. But um. How, how old was Kobe Bryant? Or how old is he now? He's like around, what, 42 or something like that? 43? If he was still alive, he would have been 42. 42, right? Oh, 42. 24? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, I think he was... I still think, I still think it's fucked up what TMZ did, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in our earlier episodes. But, like, they were uh, interviewing him when he was alive, and... Uh, like right after he, uh, he, right after he, you know, quit the the ball game, um, he was also thinning out, you know. So he he was embracing it. He's like, hey, look. Well, he started. <laughs> ironically, ironically, he started going bald right when his uh, rape trial started. Oh, I think that had to do. Uh, I think it's. I think some of that had to do with stress. Yeah. Stress. <laughs> I got all this money, but I can't even save myself. Freaking. No, I was like, I had like, no, that bitch is lying. She knew it was consensual. 
That shit was consensual. Rape culture. <laughs> it's a culture, damn it. It's real, okay? And I was like, R, no, R. Kelly. I'm oppressed. Well, R. Kelly is a different story. <laughs> I R. Mean, R. Kelly's like, R. Kelly's like, Colt. You, I don't even, I don't even start no Colt. Aaliyah, even, you know, no, so, R. Kelly, R. Kelly was funny that he did an interview with uh, Gail King, and she's like, "Yeah, but there, there's rumors that you start like a cult with a bunch of underage girls." He's like, yeah. "Cult, cult? I don't even know what cult. I don't even know what cult is. I don't even know how to spell cult." <laughs> <laughs> you got no respect on me. <laughs> you don't know about it. <laughs> it's like I'm. So- it's like I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> uh, you gotta hand it to R. Kelly, dude. Every time he's in the conversation, no matter what it is, either he's working or not, it always sounds like he's singing. <laughs> it gave y'all 30 years of my life. <laughs> and this is how you do me. This is how you do me. <laughs> but, I just, uh, but that was my favorite part of the interview, though, when she's like, yeah, but, you know, there's rumors that you have, like, a, a cult full of underage girls it's like cold I don't even know what a cult is I don't even know how to spell cold <laughs> it's my <laughs> ask me about the cult <laughs> I don't even know what the cult is yes. how do you spell <laughs> it is it C-O L C-U-L-T <laughs> he be singing about it <laughs> I was surprised he didn't even turn that interview into like a song. Sure. My mouth telling me no. Trapped, would have been trapped in the closet part like twenty five or something. <laughs> oh, have you have you heard the uh, the American Dad version of that shit? No, no. Oh, no. I gotta send it to you. Send it to me. That's fun. Did you know they actually made speaking of R. Kelly? They actually and I, I probably stopped at like part three or part four. But he actually made, I think, 16 trapped in the closet versions, part 16. So he it actually. It's like, like a whole fucking. It's like a whole album. It's like a series. <laughs> it's like it's like two seasons of trapped in the closet. <laughs> like, how many do you, four do you need? <laughs> I was trapped in the closet. Oh my gosh. I, I could be wrong, but. Or maybe I'm just. Um, you know, overlook or overthinking that, but um, or over exaggerating. But I, I know it's it's got to be in the um, it's got to be like twelve or something at least. So it's it's a lot of trapped in the closet songs. Are you trapped in the closet, bro? <laughs> nah. I'm still in the closet. <laughs> trapped in the closet. I haven't come out of the closet. <laughs> now that would be <laughs> Dave Chappelle did like come out of the closet. <laughs> now Dave Chappelle did the the piss on you pair. Uh... Yeah, I think he got pissed at him. Well, <laughs> no pun intended, but uh, I think our Kelly. Well, it was uh, yeah, it was supposed to be uh, put your key in my uh, put my key in your ignition. Yeah. That was the song, but then Dave Chappelle did a parody like "I'm gonna piss on you." Piss on you. Jip chip drip. P P P. Piss on you. <laughs> I shit on you, and then after that he put "I shit on you," <laughs> and he used chocolate pudding. 
to drop on the floor. <laughs> the girls were like, in the shower room, chocolate pudding. All right. Oh, yeah. So, um, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Talk about wrestling. wrestling. So, yeah. So, two months ago, when we reviewed uh, the 2020 WrestleMania, I mean, SummerSlam, we promised you that we're going to do the reverse uh, SummerSlam. And uh, so, two months later, here we are. Uh, thanks to Romeo and his uh, slow ass, taking a uh, sweet ass time watching uh, SummerSlam. So, the worst SummerSlam ever uh, was uh, SummerSlam 93. It's actually a close one too because the SummerSlam '95 is right there, uh, but the difference was that SummerSlam '93 got um, a quarter of the star, while SummerSlam '95 got half a star. So SummerSlam '95 was just like a half a star better than SummerSlam '93. <clears throat> so um, first of all, SummerSlam '93 was actually uh, the SummerSlam of bullets. Like everybody in this fucking show had a mole. You know, Diesel had a mole. Shawn Michaels had a mole. Mr. Perfect had a mole. Everybody had a fucking Lex Luthor had a mole. Like everybody had a mole. Lex Luthor. I called Lex Luthor too. Luger. I mean Lex Luger. Lex Luger, my bad. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in 1993, Lex Luthor had a mole. (laughs) Then he shaved it off. Actually, in 1993, Superman actually had a mullet in the, in the comic book. That's, that's dang. dang. It was like, it was like, it was like, mullet was like the mullet, like the hairstyle of '93. Like, bro, that mullet was a year. Mullet was a year. Yeah, mullet in the, in the late '80s, like '89 to '93. Those were yeah, mullets, mullets were the thing. '93, the year of the mullet. Yeah, we should bring that shit back. Well, I can. My my mullet's gonna look funny. <laughs> no, 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 actually you can because the whole point of the mullet is it's a conservative in the front, party in the back. So you can be conservative in the front, you know, party in the back. Yes. <laughs> it's just you look weird though because like you're you're Asian. I've never seen an Asian with a mullet. I'll be the first one to start to kickstart it. I'm gonna represent that. Chinese people be like, look at that redneck Asian. <laughs> 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 yeah, like the only people, the only person in this entire pay per view that did not have a mullet was uh, Yokozuna and Jim Cornette. Those like the only two people who didn't have a mullet. So uh, <clears throat> for SummerSlam '93, to me, I thought it was okay. So SummerSlam '93 took place in Detroit, Michigan. Don't forget Jimmy Hart. Well, he wasn't in SummerSlam, but he was always rocking that mullet. Was it Jimmy Hart? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the loud, man, skinny little. Yeah, game. yeah. It sounds like a like a little. That tree. that was uh yeah that was before my time, but I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And the nasty boys. Cause even like even this though like '93, I I don't think I was watching wrestling back then. Um yeah, so um SummerSlam '93, I thought it was weird because the theme of this uh, whole entire show. And it was like this whole, and then the whole show was revolved, revolved around like this beef between like the United States and Japan. Japan. And I thought, and I thought that was weird because like I don't remember us beefing with Japan back in '93. Yeah, I thought we were cool, especially with yeah. like we had like, it, like this, this, like that. That storyline so would have made more sense in 1943 
but not 1993. I actually call that match, and I know we're going to get into that match more, but just that match against like Yokozuna and Lex, Lex Luger was like, it was like a Pearl Harbor match. <laughs> yeah. Like that, like, but I'm just saying, like, it did because like, we weren't like beefing with Japan at the time. Like, I didn't, I didn't understand the storyline. I think we were cool already. Yeah. Like, that would be like, that'd be like, uh, Japanese. <laughs> well, you will get to that later. Yeah. But that would be like, uh, WWE now doing a, uh, a United States versus Afghanistan storyline, but it's like, we haven't really beefed with Afghanistan since 9 11. So, why, like, why, why are we hating on Afghanistan again? Like, you know, WB like 20 years too late. And for this storyline, they're like 50 years too late. I'm waiting for a LGBTQ storyline. <laughs> well, they had one. They had one with Goldust. And I think I think Goldust was like ahead of his time. But see, he wasn't really gay though, so it didn't count. Like he's not real. He's not a no, real gay. No, but I mean his, his character is gay. Yeah, but but you know how, how the uh the left side be like you have to have a real, a real gay person to play a gay person. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what fucked up Scarlett right. Johansson. <laughs> no, Scarlett yeah. Johansson had to give up a had to give up a movie role because she's not a real transgender. No, only I guess apparently only transgenders can act like can act in transgender roles. Yeah. But it's like, how many transgender actors are there really, though? So, so now they're. Uh trying to get into the uh uh the uh, superhero business like well if you're not going to give us our transgender transgender we're going to make one of your straight characters transgender yeah <laughs> i'll get you actually i talked to my brother about that he, he's against it he's like nah fuck that yeah i mean i i, I agree like i said dude the the dc universe the marvel universe they're open to create new characters you know you can have a trans i'm cool with a transgender character just don't well i know i know i know we're off topic here because we're supposed to talk about SummerSlam. but i will say this though out of all the comics uh superhero teams the x-men is by far like the most diverse like they have gay and transgender x-men already like you could just if you yeah. want like a gay or transgender character like just take one of them like North Star, he's he's gay, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Colossus is bisexual. Yeah. I mean, Iceman, like Iceman is gay. Bisexual, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like they have, and then there's another uh, one of the new X Men that they created like recently, uh, within the like last like uh, five or ten years or so. But they 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 now have I'm not maybe longer than that. Uh, but like one of them is transgender though. So I'm saying like the X Men, they're so diverse that you don't have to like race swap or Mm -hmm. Gender swap anybody like just take a, one of those characters. Exactly. Anyway. But anyway, so uh let's go back to our time machine. We head back to nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> talk about uh SummerSlam. <clears throat> you didn't do your time machine um sound effect. Oh uh, we did we didn't I didn't have enough money in the budget to do that. Yeah, I'll do it. There you go. Sounds like a sounds like an owl. <laughs> All right, so the first match of SummerSlam 1993 was Razor Ramon versus, versus Ted DiBiase. And I and uh, watching this, I never realized just how much of a Scarface parody that Razor Ramon was. 
Like it couldn't be even more. It couldn't be any more obvious. Like, hey, Chico. <laughs> I don't even think Kevin. Nash, I don't even think uh, not Kevin. Nash, I don't even think Scott Hall is even Cuban. No, he's not, bro. Heard <laughs> <laughs> it like he sounds like this. Hey, guys, mm. <laughs> sounds like a trucker. <laughs> but as Razor Ramon's like, hey, no, Chico. He's like, he's like he watched Scarface. He's like, you know what? This is the perfect character right here. Razor Ramon from Miami. Straight from Cuba, bro. <laughs> I don't think he says bro, bro. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's, it's funny. His character is so funny because you know he's not Cuban or any... I don't know if he's any of any Latin descent, but you hear him after his uh, Razor Ramon days and, you know, he, he goes at, like, goes as... Scott, was it Scott Nash or Scott? Uh, Scott, Scott Hall. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Yeah, Scott Hall. And you're like, damn, this fool, this fool wasn't like, Hispanic the whole entire time? You know, with his voice and everything? Like he sounds and he had like a, and he had like a real like Hispanic hair. He, he had, he's another one that had the mullet. He did like the little curl in the front. Curl <laughs> to give it that Cuban. <laughs> yeah. <plate. laughs> Yeah, that was funny. So, uh, yeah, Razor Ramon uh, versus Ted DiBiase. And here's a little uh, trivia here. This is actually Ted DiBiase's last match before he retired. And so uh, he retired uh, after this pay-per-view. How does his interest song go? Money, 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 money. <laughs> the million dollar man. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, but they, he didn't come out with his his black uh his black uh butler Virgil. Yeah. Now see if that if they if they did that uh Ted DiBiase was arrested was out today, like people said, oh that's racist. Why does he have to have a black uh butler? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a little slavery there, bro. Rich white man, black guy working for you, feeling oppressed here, bro. <laughs> And that's what kills me though, because it's like in the eighties and nineties, it's like nobody gave a fuck about that shit. Nah. No, today, today people be like protesting and like demand, like, oh, we gotta cancel Ted DiBiase. But see, racist. But you know what's funny though, because Virgil was also like a bad guy. I mean, he was a heel when he was under the uh, million dollar corporation. Yeah, but he was like Ted DiBiase's like henchman, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And when he actually turned babyface, everyone actually cheered for him. So he became the hero, you know, for a second. But who knows? Can you name? Can you name all of uh, Ted uh, DiBiase's uh, million-dollar corporation team? I'll, I'll give you uh, Virgil Kuma. Uh, Kuma Kuma is it Kuma? Who is also uh, the dog father? Hash, uh, slash. Oh, uh, Kama. Kama. Is it Kama? Kuma. I just, yeah, I just, uh, I think it was Kama. Kama. Because uh, he he was Kama, and then he changed his name to the Godfather when they joined the the, the Nation of Domination. Domination. I just, yeah, I just remember, uh, I remember Virgil, um, IRS, who also fought uh, later on. We'll get to him later on. Yeah. Um, the fiend who happens to be the fiend's dad, the father, the father yeah. of the fiend, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, 
And then later on, uh, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it was before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin because he had a he had hair at the time. I forgot. I think it was going by the name Ringmaster or some shit like that. So yeah, so Razor Ramon defeated Tid Debiasi, and then I just thought it was fucked up. I mean, the match was okay. I mean, I really have no complaints about it. Um, it is what it is. But I just thought, like, since it was TWS's last match before he retired, they should just let him win. I don't know why Vince McMahon, like, decided to have Razor Ramon win. Yeah. Like, like I guess when, like, TWS was like, hey, Vince, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm thinking about retiring. Well, Vince is like, well, fuck you then. You're going to lose. We're going to make you lose. Yeah, we're going to make you lose. We're gonna embarrass you on your way out. I wonder when they retire. Do they get like a, you know, like a severance pay or anything like that? Uh, no, because uh, technically uh, wrestlers are independent contractors. You know, as a kid with uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, I would always think like, if he's so rich, how come he's wrestling? <laughs> like, why would he? Why? Why is he? Why does he not own the WWE? If he's and a million dollars, like everyone has a million dollars <laughs> these days. Like, I think yeah, everyone, like see, well, see, back then, dollars. back then though, it's kind of kind of reminds me of a uh, yeah, kind of reminds me of Austin Powers, the first one, when yeah. Doctor Evil, when Doctor Evil like uh, goes back in, well, no, because he froze himself so that he came back into like the the nineties, yeah. and he was like, I want one million dollars, and then they all laughed at him like. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> That's all you want, just a million dollars. You, you want a check or paper? I mean, paper, yeah. cash. I'm gonna give it to you right now. <laughs> and then, like, uh, I think it was number two. It was like, uh, sir, uh, this is the year 1997. Million dollars is nothing. Okay, well, make that one billion dollars. And they're like, oh shit, one billion dollars. You can't oh, afford shit. that. <laughs> I like how well. I like how number two age. Um, looks good in a young age, and number one still looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, number one was that uh, was that woman. Oh no! Number one was like number one. You look so young, so handsome. Number two, you look great. <laughs> like what she? I, yeah, she no, I think great. number one. Yeah. I think number one was that uh, that woman who he was fucking. That was uh, Scott's mom. Or one of them. Like yeah. one of them was young and one of them was actually uh <laughs> she's actually a uh, Dan DeVito. That's actually Dan DeVito's wife in real life. Oh shit, that's crazy. That's one uh weird ass couple. Like they don't if, even look like if Danny DeVito can get some, anyone can get some. And nah, Danny... but it's not oh. even that though. It's like I don't even think his wife is cute though. It's like you like you have all this like out of all the actresses in Hollywood, like you, you pick her. Bro, like, but I mean, sometimes it's all to each about, his own. To each his own, I guess. It's all about the personality and 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 the beauty within, bro. It's not all, always all about the, uh, you know, the cosmetics outside, the skin. You sound like a bitch right now, but <laughs> uh, as I said, I feel where you're going. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, the next, the, uh, the next match was uh. The tag team champions, the Steiner brothers, who are uh, who actually this is actually their hometown. They're from Detroit, and this pay per view took place in Detroit. This and, is uh, they, this is before us, uh, Scotty Too Hotty. No, no, this is before uh, Big Papa Pump. 
Total post. I mean, this, this is this is before you start taking steroids. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> the, the, you're not supposed to have you're not supposed to have a muscle on top of your muscle when you uh, flex. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, he would flex. He would flex twice, right? Like yeah. <laughs> So this is before this is the, uh, this is before Scott Steiner was on steroids, and uh, they defended the titles against the Heavenly Bodies. I don't know what what their character is supposed to be like. Were they supposed to be like gigolos or something like that? The Heavenly Bodies. Oh, the Heavenly oh. Bodies. Uh, yeah, they're supposed. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember them too much. I think I've seen them a couple of times, but they didn't really stick out, you know, uh, to me you know, as a kid watching wrestling. So, well, I do give them credit. They like to me. This is like the best match of the whole show. I think they oh, did a good job. Oh yeah. Uh, awesome. No, their manager Jim Cornette, who we now know uh, uh, from the the New Jack uh, documentary, because he's the one that uh, discovered New Jack. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, their their uh, their uh, manager was Jim Cornette. I don't remember what why they said he had a neck brace. Like uh, what happened to his neck? I don't remember them mentioning it in the show. Uh, but he came out with the neck brace, so obviously he was hurt. He, and then mm-hmm. for some reason he had a tennis racket. I don't know what the tennis racket was, was for. Base um, tennis. Yes. And it was funny, too, because they, they interviewed uh, the Steiner brothers' uh, mom and sister before the match. You got, a, the sister, you got a bark, bro. Every time you say a Steiner brother. Oh. It's, roof, roof, roof. Yeah, it's, it's like a dog pound. But their sister, their sister fucked up because if you notice in the interview, she calls her brothers by their real name, not their wrestling names. So you no, know, it's like if you, if you didn't know, like back then there was no like internet or Google, so it's like they're probably like, well, who the fuck is this bitch talking about? Like who, like who, who are these people? Because she yeah. uses she refers to them as their real name, not their uh, wrestling name. I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, catch the one, but that's a good catch. Yeah. I noticed it because she she called one of them like uh, Robert or something like that. Or, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, who? Like, like, who? Where's Robert? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was Scott and Rick. <laughs> like, Robert. Which, which, which starter brother is Robert? I've never, never seen him before. Like, Are you sure this is the real sister? I actually like that match because um, the Steiner brothers are actually very good wrestlers and their technique and style is like very, it's sharp, man. I mean, big, big pop. I'm just, I'm looking at, was it, it was Scott, right? Was it Scott yeah, Steiner? Scott, Scott Steiner, he's the one that became big pop of pump. Yeah, he's it's the Scott one that like got all these muscles Steiner. and shit. When he, when he turned into big pop of pump, he actually looks like Rick Steiner. So they almost look like twins, or are they yeah. twins? No, I think uh, Rick Steiner's older. Yeah. So when he uh, when he turned uh, into Big Papa Pump, he looked exactly like Rick Steiner. So I thought that was pretty interesting. He's he's good. I, he's good as a heel. I mean, he's always well, here. Well, yeah, here there were baby faces because I mean, obviously this is their hometown, Detroit. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you can't be a dick in your hometown. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Rick Steiner is now 59. Still young. Yeah, and then, uh, well, that means during this match, though, they're like uh, in their 30s. And then Scott is uh, 58, so they're one year apart. Crazy. Almost twins. Yeah. Not really. 
<laughs> that's one year apart. Well, that, no, just mean, yeah, they're one year apart, so that means they're, uh, they're, they're their mom, their their parents didn't waste any time after uh, Rick was born. We need we need to uh, we need to make some wrestlers, some real wrestlers. Two boys. All I want is two boys, honey. That's all I'm asking. And you can buy whatever you want. But we already have a girl. That's not good enough. Not good enough. And she can't. You know how she can't even read. I, I fucked up. I fucked up last time. No, my feminine, my feminine mass sperm got inside you. This time I've been eating a lot of steak, drinking protein shakes. No, nice manly sperm all up inside you this time. I heard if you if we do it standing up, we'll get two boys. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do it standing up. Look, I know I know you just gave birth, but I'm ready to have another one. Honey, I'm tired. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Look what you did. You put these two freaking bowling balls in my stomach. And now one of them is, is Big Papa Pump. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. But even the uh, even the heavenly bodies, though, uh, the heavenly bodies, I was impressed with them. Like they, they were very like uh, athletic. Very. Um, and it was, it was like a contrast of styles, though. Cause, like the the Steiner brothers, though, they're very like buff and big and masculine. Well, well the, the heavenly brothers, the heavenly bodies was kind of smaller. Do you know the Steiner brothers? I actually their style reminds me of um, Kurt Angle's style. Like real professional wrestling, like oh, yeah, because um, uh, yeah, Kurt Angle, he has an amateur wrestling background. You know, he won the gold medal for wrestling yeah, in the Olympics. Like, yeah. Olympics, yeah, Olympic wrestling. So like that's real wrestling. So um, their style um is very like similar to like Kurt Angle's style, and I liked it. Um, so you can you can I mean you can they you can come up to the, they 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 have the right to actually tell people look we've wrestled real before, so we haven't always done the fake stuff. We have actually done the real stuff. So this is what real wrestling looks like. It's a statement. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm with you though. Every time I see Scott Steiner though, it was weird seeing him back then. It's like, I'm just used to seeing him as Big Papa Punk. So I was like, wow, this dude actually, and again, he had a mullet too back then, but uh, yeah. another one yeah. with a mullet. But uh, yeah, it was just weird though, seeing him without like all the muscle. Yeah. Like he was buff, but he wasn't as buff as he'd become like later on. Like yeah. later on, he was like shoot himself up with steroids. And he has such a nice face. Not like not I'm not saying he's attractive. I'm saying like his face looked like somebody you can trust. No, no, you you no, you, you can say no you, no, you can say he's attractive because like he'll he looks like somebody that can beat your ass. So I, I guess, yeah. I mean, no, no, I mean his face doesn't like you ever you ever look at like certain people and you, you you look at their face and you're like I don't know man this guy doesn't look trustworthy you know what I mean like he looks cheap his face looks like somebody you can like you know hang out with and like he'll buy you drinks and stuff like that but until he turns like his face looks like uh, somebody who could be your bodyguard probably in a nice way like hey hey there Mr uh, Thomas how are you doing you want me to break someone's neck for you. Not let no, see that. That's why, uh, like, I could only imagine them as kids with their sister. Oh yeah, because yeah, she like any boyfriend. Is she the youngest or oldest? Eldest? Uh, let me check. If she's the eldest, she can do whatever she wants. For the most part. But if she's the youngest. You got two big brothers like that. It's like that one scene from Bad Boys Two with um. 
Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. <laughs> you know? It's like, how old are you? 15. Motherfucker, you look 30. Motherfucker, look 30. <laughs> are you a virgin? Like, yes, sir. You're a fucking that way. Let's keep it that way. Let's you're a fucking man. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really say. It just says, um, I'm looking at Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, uh, he retired from wrestling in 2004. Since then, he's become a real estate agent in Detroit. So they're, oh, nice. still, they're still in Detroit. You know, they, they haven't left their hometown. Wait. Rick Steiner became a, a real estate agent? Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, Mr. and Mr. And Mrs. Johnson, I'd like to show you the decors here. Um, also, this also, house... if you don't if you don't buy this house, I'll get my uh, my brother, Big Papa Pump, to force you to buy this fucking house. To, to uh, talk to you a little bit? Maybe yeah, persuade you? To incentivize you in buying this house. My only thing, though, is like... Um, Oh, and also, too, it says his son plays for the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't know his son was a football player. Oh, there you go. Athletics. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't know why you would become a real estate agent of Detroit. I heard uh, the housing market is pretty bad in Detroit. Maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, oh, yeah, so next we'll have uh, the Intercontinental Championship match. We had... Uh, this is this is all Molly right here. Molly fever. We had uh Shawn Michaels, a young Shawn Michaels, uh with his bodyguard Diesel. Now I didn't know uh Diesel was actually Shawn Michaels' bodyguard at one point. I thought they were just like enemies. And then uh Shawn Michaels You didn't know that they were good friends? They started off as good friends at the time? No, see I didn't um I didn't really start watching wrestling until like, you know, uh like the rock and stone cold and all them came yeah yeah these guys were like like best friends you know their characters were like i don't know in real life but their characters they were like best friends See, when i started watching wrestling and Shawn michaels best friend was uh triple h that's when they started dx it was him triple h china and then uh Shawn michaels left and then they added x-pop road dog mr ass yeah uh, we'll, we'll talk about Mr. Ass too later on because uh, they, they did fight. Uh, him and his brother Bart did fight. Um, so, but we'll get to that later on. So, yeah, so Shawn Michaels and uh, Diesel uh, took on uh, Mr. Perfect. Rest in peace to him. And uh, I actually thought it was an entertaining match. Like, it was, it was a really good match. I was really into it, but I hated the ending. And this would kind of be like a theme for the show because the same thing happened with the main event, which is even stupider. But like you have this great match, and instead of it like getting having like a good finish, the match ends in a in a draw because it was a you know it wasn't a draw. Uh, Shawn Michaels won by countout, mm -hmm. which I thought was dumb. Like you know, for Shawn Michaels it made more sense. The main event it was really stupid, but it's like for Shawn Michaels it made more sense because like he was the champion. So yeah, so just let Mr. Perfect be there, and uh, you know you win by countout. But I just hate, like, you know, winning by cattle. Like, to me, it's like a cheap way to, to win a match. Yeah. But what were your thoughts on uh, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. Perfect? Um, it was all right. Um, I, I actually didn't write too many notes on it. But, yeah, just the fact that he uh, won by countout, Um, I actually want I wanted to see this. Did he do the sweet chin music on him? 
No, he didn't. I, I want to see like a finishing move and like um, a, a pin, but I don't know. I, I didn't feel like this was part of the, uh, the the script. I think he was supposed to win by pin. Maybe something happened where he just like. No, I, th- I think it was part of the script because the way the match ended, it was like you know supposed to continue on. Uh, Maybe like they're rushing. Like Mr. Purpose is gonna continue beefing with uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel, but I just felt like you know they should have. If they wanted Shawn Michaels to win, they could have did it in a way where he, like, maybe cheated to win instead yeah, of like, or had Diesel kind of like, like, um, you know, try to get his attention or something, or try to get the rest attention, yeah. sucker punch him, and then does a a pin from the back, right? Like the typical cheap, you know, cheap way to win, right? No, I did. I did think though it was a nice um, match between like you know the. The new generation versus the old, old generation, because I know Mr. Perfect's from like the '80s, while you know Shawn Michaels is like the young up and comer at this time. You think Diesel would have been a good um, juggernaut if he, if you know, if if he was in his prime today, and they made a new like rebooted the X Men films? You think Diesel would have been a good juggernaut um, character? No, I think Ryan Reynolds did a good job playing juggernaut in the Deadpool too. Ryan Reynolds. He- yeah, he played a uh, juggernaut. He, he did. He played two roles. He played Deadpool and Juggernaut. But they still hired They still hired the, uh, they, no, they, they to uh, do all the movement and to. Uh, uh, no, I think. I think. Uh, I think Ron Reynolds just did CGI. No, you gotta you gotta yeah. watch the behind the scenes. They had the uh, the well. Ryan Reynolds did the voicing, um, the voicing of Juggernaut, but they actually had a big guy to. Um, you know, he did what, um, what's his face does? Um, the guy who's playing Alfred right now. Uh, um, Andy Serkis? Like he did what Andy Serkis did. He did all the movements. The greatest, the greatest CGI actor of all time? Yeah. So they actually had a, a big CGI actor, um, but Ryan Reynolds did voice him. And I think they took his face, Ryan Reynolds' mm-hmm. face, and kind of stretched it a little bit. Yeah. But to answer your question, um, like no, I, think, a, I think I think Kane I think Kane probably would have been a yeah better, I, you know? yeah 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 I mean if Kane was a bit like in his prime like during the times when The Rock was still wrestling I think Kane would have been perfect as a juggernaut he doesn't even need to talk right I mean you give him like a few lines and stuff like you don't have to make him smart you know you don't have to give him intellectual um, uh, scripts or anything like that. So well, back in back in uh, the the nineties, he didn't even talk. Like not he, much. Kane, Kane, Kane was mute. He had to use the the voice box. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Juggernaut. No, I'm talking about Kane himself, like his character. So they could have talked a lot. Yeah, so they could have did that with. Uh... Well, then again, though, since he wore a mask back then, like you wouldn't even be able to tell if it was Kane. Right. 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 Yeah. But I mean. For for Kane to be an actor who you know to give him like words like for him to say something in the films would be kind of weird because we've heard him talk before and I don't know if it like fits <laughs> like he's been acting Kane's been acting he's been in some films he's been in a few films um, uh, I mean now but, now he's a now now he's a politician now he's yeah <laughs> what it like was it mayor. Yeah, he's the mayor of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. They, they should uh, they should make a T-shirt. My mayor can kick your mayor's ass. <laughs> like you don't want to fuck with my mayor. Yeah, my mayor will choke slam your ass. <laughs> like Mayor Garcetti, you better not fuck with our mayor. 
Yeah. Like, I bet when Kane makes new laws, people just go with it. They don't even argue. Like, yes, yes, Mayor Jacobs. Yes, we'll we'll go along with that. Like, they don't even have to vote. They just agree with whatever Kane says. Yeah. Scary guy. I wonder if, like, uh, he should just grow his hair. I don't know. Well, it looks like he's going bald, but if he could grow his hair out. I see she grow his hair out, put on the mask, just to fuck with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kane. He was one of my favorites until he started talking. Well, the moment they took Kane's uh, mask well, out. Yeah, I was about to say, once they unmasked him, that's when I, yeah, uh, that's I didn't fun. like him anymore. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, he, he could talk and like they changed you know his whole entire storyline. Yeah, you know what I hated the most when he turned into corporate king. That was the worst. Corporate I don't king. I don't, I don't remember him being corporate king. Well, corporate king was like, I mean, he wasn't that old, but it was like right after the Rock left. Right after, like when you started having all these new wrestlers coming in. Yes, yeah, I stopped. I stopped watching. I stopped watching around like oh four oh five. It was the worst. Like corporate king, like. Dude, this guy used to summon the hell, and now he's wearing a suit and a tie. No, that was yeah, his. That was his character. Talk about like that was the the uh, they created a, his character to be a, a part of corporate, and they dressed him up with a suit and tie and everything. And I hated it. Yeah. I hated it so much. Corporate Kane, CK. All right, so the next match was uh, IRS versus uh, X, the one, two, three kid, uh, the future X Pop. Another kid with a mullet. <laughs> yeah, another another kid, one, two, three kid, a mullet too. Remember the IRS, the Fiend's dad, the one who created the Fiend. <laughs> he did. And, uh, X, yeah, he did. And uh, <laughs> X Pop, I don't know, X Pop looked weird without his uh, without the beard. So oh so yeah, you seen him with the beard. Yeah, he looks weird. Like, so, yeah, so it's like, I mean, he, 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 he looks younger, but it's just weird seeing him without the beard. He looks better with the beard. Yeah, and they, you know, obviously though they they said, uh, see, let me see. yeah, so nineteen ninety three, he was only twenty one years old. So he was like barely out of high school during this uh, match. So he was he was the youngest one in the the uh, DX generation or. D-Generation X? No, nah, because by the, uh, like, uh, Triple H, Road Dogg, Mr. Astor, all around the same age. Yeah, uh, so this one, right? No, I'm still, no, they're, they're all around the same age, but, like, they, they came later on. He looks so, like the, this one. Yeah, because he has that baby face. Like, yeah. X-Pac, X-Pac and The Rock, they're the same age. Crazy. They're, they're both 48. Have I you think, seen uh, I just think the uh, X-Pac... I just think X-Pac probably started wrestling earlier. And because the other one, the other guys, they came like, you know, they came like maybe like two, three years after this. That's true. That's true. But um, have you seen X-Pac today? He's actually, he still keeps himself fit. Like he's in great shape, man. And nah, the, uh, the last time, the last time I saw X-Pac is when uh, CJ showed us that sex tape with him in China. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I yeah, did. Because remember, uh, Miguel was like, yeah, I'll fuck her. No, but I could have watched the whole thing. I was just like, nah. Okay. Well, 
first of all, I couldn't watch something like that. And second, even though if I could watch it, I can't watch it around dudes. All right. So there's there's like a uh, there's rules and regulations when watching certain um, content. You yeah. ever you ever watch with your homies and stuff like that? And be like, hey, are you thinking about something right now? Yeah, I'm thinking about something right now. <laughs> Look, you know what I'm thinking? I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking it. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, in, in this situation, you know, it wasn't like that at all. Cause like I, I did, I don't, I don't like to talk ill of the dead, but. You know, like, I don't really find, like, China to be all that attractive. You know, I'm not really into bodybuilding chicks. But with CJ shoulders, it was just like, I was just like, wow. Like, out of all the women in WWF, X-Pac chose her. Like, you couldn't, like, you couldn't fuck, like, Trish Stratus or, or any other women. Like, you had to be, like, Lita. You had to be China. Triple H was like, hey, man, she's not that bad. Nah. She's not that bad. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with Stephanie now, but hey, China, she's all yours, bro. Yeah, they should, they should, yeah, they, should play that. They probably like listen to that song by like Nick Dog. <laughs> it ain't no fun. The homies can't have none. Yeah. Well, Triple H is like, look, bro, I, I don't even want her no more. She's all yours. Yeah. But then, like, so we're, uh, CJ showed us, and then, like, what really took me out of it was Miguel, because he was like, yeah, I'll fuck her. I have to, I have to say though, the, the the moment that Triple H married Stephanie McMahon, she she started becoming prettier and prettier every year. <laughs> she becomes yeah. I, uh, she, she, she started money. losing she, she started losing the muscle, but she stopped she, like lifting weights. She and started shit. working out, and then she started tuning out, like tuning in, like she started looking really sexy, dude. So, I guess if you have money, dude. Man, if you want, you can look, you can look like a goddess or an Adonis. Yeah, but I think for China though, I don't think it was the money. I think because uh, I think she died. I think she OD'd or something. So I think she started doing drugs and shit. Yeah, hanging out with the wrong people. Well, she started doing like porn and stuff like that. And then, yeah, before, yeah before she died, she she became a porn star. Cause I remember seeing her in the the biggest porn parody. I think the porn kind of like it kind of tarnished her name a little bit because she used to be like this. Uh, and she still is. I mean, is she is she part of the Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean. Everyone knows who she is, but it's like, like after wrestling, and then she's got into like the industry. It kind of it tarnishes. Well, I think, your, I think, yeah, I think, I think, it, I think it tarnished her legacy at first, but I think now that she's dead, I think people try to remember the positives. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and she started doing like one of those like reality shows. Um, she did a reality show. I think it's called The Surreal Life or something. You know, where yeah, but I think that was uh, I think that was, I think that was before the porn. Yeah, you grabbed like a few, a few celebrities. Right. Yeah, because remember that's where uh, Flavor Flav yeah. met. Uh, uh, that's where Flavor Flav met uh, Bridget Nielsen. Flavor, yeah, Flavor Babe and um, you got Ron Jeremy there, <laughs> shit. You yeah, got now like, in, uh, Ron Jeremy who's now in, who's now uh, yeah Ron Jeremy who's now in jail. Yeah, Ron Jeremy is like I don't know. Dude. Have you seen how he looks right now? Like he does, he did not age well, man. 
Like that guy looks like. Well, I think I think part of it's so, like every second. And yeah, shit. I, think, I think I think part of it though, is like him being in jail. Like I think that stresses you out. Probably, yeah, that's true. Nobody looks attractive when you're in jail, right? No. Nah. I mean, that jail ages you quick, especially when you're that age. That stress, dude. Well, yeah, it's just from uh, trying not to get fucked. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you should get fucked. So you release all that stress. <laughs> that's why That's why you got some of those, like, jail uh, prisoners who look young still because, like, hey, look, I just, I just, let, I'm just going with the flow, all right? <laughs> so. Well, nah, I, I think, I think it's, you have to either fuck or be fucked. So you got to make sure you, you get on top first. I'm sure Mike Tyson's like, go ahead, come here, fuck me if you want to. Come try and fuck me. <laughs> yeah, like, well, nobody I'm, tried to fuck Tyson yeah. on something like that. <laughs> well, because they, they know he too. He'll, he'll beat your ass and then fuck you. Hey, if you put a dick in my mouth, I'm just going to bite that shit off. <laughs> that one bent you over and, and put my dick in your ass. Just like, see how you like just like Stormfront says, like, huh, guy puts a dick in my mouth, I'm going to bite that shit off. <laughs> Especially if, it's, especially if it's a black dick. <laughs> she didn't say that. No, but I'm just saying that. That's probably what she was thinking. She was, she was, she was like a, she was like a, she was kind of like a, a quiet racist person. Like she, she was only racist behind the scenes. Like she wouldn't say shit. No, nah, she's of, one of those. No, she's one of those. Uh, she's one of those like subliminal racists. Yeah, like, like you know, like you know, they just let anybody in. Anybody these days. You know, there's you know, like, like people. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember when the seven used to be pure, but now it just seems like they just let anybody in these days, and I mean anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, back to <laughs> got sidetracked. So uh, back to back to IRS versus uh, one two three kid. The fiend's dad. Um, yeah, the fiend's dad. Uh, I don't know. I thought the match was pretty boring, to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. The one two, the one two three K is kind of like playing like the underdog, uh, the underdog role. Uh, his characters are like he's like an underdog, you know. He's like the skinny, skinny little twenty one year old who has no win. business being. In. He, he really doesn't win much. Like I've seen him in matches. Like I don't. He always gets his ass whooped. I don't know if it's because of his. Dude, I just, I just remember. Uh, I remember yep. when he, I remember when he fought the Rock, and the Rock was like, "You actually expect the Rock to fight this phony bony jabroni?" <laughs> the rock, the rock will lay the smack down on X Pac with one hand. He's like, he's like that. He's just like that annoying. He's like that annoying um, teammate in the group that just like gets in your nerves, you know. And you can't touch him because he's got his posse with him. You know what I mean? But he he knows martial arts though. Like his to, me, to me, the most annoying member. To me, the most annoying member. Asking kept moving people. Who? Mr. Ass. You thought he was the most annoying? Of DX, yeah. I thought he was the most annoying. Like, why why you keep mooning people? Like, I, I thought he was the funniest. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm an ass man. Yeah. When he left uh, Generation X and, like, joined, uh, made his own teammate. Oh, and Billy and Chuck. Billy, Billy and Chuck. Man, they're all my... You are... You are... 
Oh, so good to me, something like that. Irresistible. <laughs> that was a cool song. There's some R and B flavor into that. So yeah, what'd you think of uh, IRS versus X Pac? I mean, uh, One Two Three Kid back then, and uh, I, IRS won the match. But like uh, One Two Three Kid, like I said, he was like a, a underdog. Like, he he never gave up. But you know, IRS was just too much for him. I think IRS is just like a bigger dude. You know, he looks IRS actually looks like like that that dad at the gym who works out but doesn't work on his like stomach. But he just gets big, you know what I mean? He just works on his like biceps and stuff like that. I've never seen. You can tell IRS is a big dude, but you I mean, you well, it's, just, like, it's like his, uh, it's like his son. Like his son is a big dude, but like he doesn't work on his stomach. It's a fiend. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of fat. But he, but you can tell he's strong. You know, yeah. he's, like, he's like his. I, the IRS got. He's got him and his son. I don't know what it is, what it is about their genes, but they have that caveman strength and look. Like they, they look like humans. You know what I mean? Like they're not well, the tricked. Fiend, the fiend is hard to tell though because he has the mask. And with the IRS, it's hard to tell like what, what his body type is because he's wearing he wears, like, the, the suit. But when he rolls up his sleeve, you can look at his arms, like his, uh, what do you call that? His, uh, yeah, just his arms. And you can, you can see how big it is. And you can tell this guy can fucking like, like this is like the type of guy who has, who can build a lot of strength when he's drunk. Like he gets stronger as he gets drunker. <laughs> like you can now taste your, like the guy question, never like, you know, fall or anything. Now your question about Ted DiBiase also applies to IRS. Like why why would a tax collector be wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder that. And I, I, I remember my, my friend's uncle who got me into wrestling because he started watching this. Like, what does IRS... I used to ask him, like, what's IRS mean? And didn't even know what IRS means, right? Internal, like, revenue service. Mm -hmm. He didn't even know what it meant. But you're like, oh, that's the, that's the person who takes our taxes. And like, so isn't he supposed to be working on that instead? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is here? Like, what, does it make any sense? <laughs> this is this is not this is not appropriate, you know. He's bringing his job to a different, you know, workplace. <laughs> yeah, everyone had like a second job. It's like it's like everyone uh, had a job, and wrestling was like their their side job. <laughs> well, 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 we're gonna get to another guy with a side job. So the next match was supposed to be. Uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Jerry the King Lawler. So the backstory for this match was that uh, Bret Hart won oh, the, the King of the Ring. Yeah, so Bret Hart. Bret Hart won the King of the Ring, and yeah. so uh, he so he started beefing with Jerry Lawler because Jerry Lawler calls himself the King. But Bret Hart was like, "No, I'm actually I'm the King because I won the King of the Ring. Yeah. Therefore, I'm the King." And Jerry Lawler was like, "No, I'm the real King. You're just some phony King." So I was supposed to fight in the match. So Bret Hart comes out, and then all of a sudden Jerry Lawler comes out in some crutches, and he claims that he can't fight because he got into a car accident and broke his leg. So as a replacement, they brought out Doink the Clown. Now Doink the Clown also applies to IRS and Tiddy Bus, because like why, if you're a clown, why why are you wrestling on the side? So, bro, it's, <laughs> they started the Geekonomics, bro. Yeah. You can have more than one main job. 
But see, what they do is they bring they bring the professional the the professional status to their other job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the IRS, right? Or Dwight the Clown. Like he was he was working nine to five, right? He was working nine That's to five. Clown. At, well, either in the circus or working in the you know in the birthday, birthday parties. Yeah, kids birthday party and then at six or seven o'clock that's when he comes straight to wrestling but forgets to like you know take off his clown suit and that goes with every wrestler like they go straight from their first job like oh uh it's wrestling time gotta go yeah. no time to change <laughs> so yeah and i thought what I, what I thought was weird about this too was like um well uh i thought like so what owen hart was not wrestling at this time because owen hart was sitting in the audience with his other brother uh, oh, Bruce Hart. Yeah, Bruce Hart. And they were like watching, supporting uh, Brett. So I was like, I thought Owen was wrestling at the time, but I guess not. I guess he hadn't started wrestling because he was just like a, a spectator. So, but, uh, so wait, wait, like, how come Kevin Hart didn't, be, you know, join the, the Hart Foundation? Well, see, Kevin Hart was born in 1980. So that means that would have made him like 13 back then. So I think he was too no. young. Today, today, like he would have, he would have like joined the like he would have joined the WWE and be like, well, yeah, he, uh, he, he it would have been, been, it would have been the opposite of the Nation of Domination because you know the Nation of Domination was an all black group, but Owen Hart was a token white guy. Oh, Owen Hart was like part of the white guy. So if you have Kevin Hart join the Hart Foundation, be the it opposite. Been the, It'd be like an all white group with the token black guy. Token black guy. <laughs> maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta swap those two. Yeah. Even the, uh... I think Kevin Hart should be part of the nation. That would be funny. Kevin Hart is part of the nation. So, uh, what do you gotta do now? <laughs> well, the Rock, the Rock says just follow the Rock's lead. No, just just sit, just stand right next to D'Lo Brown, shake your head like he does, and just do what the Rock says. And that's funny because the Rock and Kevin Hart had made a film together too. Well, they're, they're like if you follow them on Instagram, they're like best friends now. They're like besties. Yeah. So imagine him as part of the Nation of Domination. They should do a parody. They should Kevin, do a video parody of that. Kevin would be like, um, "Rock, Rock, why do you why do you keep talking in third person? Like we know we know your name. Just, yeah. You, know, you can just say I or me." You know it'd be funny if they did the if they did a parody of the Nation of Domination. Kevin Hart, you know how like they're all dressed up in black, right? Kevin Hart like forgets to read the memo. Dude, and wears, get, uh, he wears like a, a freaking Hart Foundation fucking. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say though. They they because like uh, they should. I know obviously Owen Hart's dead, so they could replace Owen Hart with Kevin Hart. That'd be the comedy right there. Yeah, that's the same last. That's the same last name. Yeah, like, they should get like a Godfather Farouk. D'Lo Brown and uh, Mark Henry to all do it. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then Kevin Hart comes in because he's like the the newest member, but he dresses up as as like Brent. Uh, Owen, as Owen Hart or Owen Hart. You know, it's like yeah. wait, you said you had one heart, and because I'm a heart, I figured you know <laughs> we're the same thing, right? And then you know they get into like arguments and stuff like that. I think that'd be funny. I think that'd be really interesting. If they did like a pair, uh, is, is Mark Henry in the, is like Mark Henry gonna be like the essential chocolate character? Is yeah. Just like, no. And then no. I'm gonna have Mark Henry as part of the censor uh, people. Remember, he was part of the censor team. No, no, that was the Godfather. Was it Mark? The Godfather. Henry? No, Godfather. He because uh, he was a pimp. Yeah. yeah so they they uh, they transformed the Godfather, you know, to stop pimping. 
you know, was he changed, changed his ways. Uh, I mean, that no, it was uh, it was Ivory. Okay. Ivory was pretty cute. She still it was is. Basically, it was basically all the the characters that had like you know like sexual gimmicks. Like Godfather was the pimp, Val Venus was the porn star, and then like Ivory was like the sexy Latina, and then all of them like you know became like Jehovah Witnesses, and like <laughs> started like preaching to people. Shit. He looked like he looked like baby bicycles. All right. So anyway, I'll talk about uh, Bret Hart versus Dork the Clown. So yeah, so Jerry Lawler, he uh, claimed to be in a car accident. And so uh, he had Dork the Clown take his spot. And then like I was saying before, I thought it was interesting because I thought like Owen Hart was wrestling back then, but uh, I guess not. He was in the stands supporting his brother. So it was him and his other, their older brother, Bruce Hart. And so Dork the Clown came out. He threw, uh, I think it was confetti at Owen Hart. And he threw water at uh, Bruce Hart, which uh, almost started like a, a, a fight between the, the Hart brothers and uh, Dorian the Clown. So, uh, you know, Bret Hart and uh, Dorian the Clown, they fought. It was, it was an okay match, I thought. Um, but then uh, we found out that Jerry Lawler was faking his injury, that he, he didn't have a broken leg. And uh, he hit Bret Hart in the head with the, the crutches, with one of his crutches. And so uh, Bret Hart uh, won the match uh, by disqualification. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then one, and then after uh, Bret Hart won the match by disqualification, uh, we see uh, apparently they had this guy uh, named Jack Tunney. And uh, Jack Tunney was like the, the CEO or the president of the WWF, at least uh, storyline-wise. And so, uh, uh, Vince McMahon was just like, it's yeah, me. He just, he just, just a commentator. At the, back then, he was a commentator. Uh, you know, but, you know so, what Vince McMahon reminded me and, of? What? He reminded me of uh, Undercover Boss, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 would actually be funny, but I, everybody knew he was the boss, but people like the audience didn't know. Yeah, the audience didn't find yeah, the audience didn't find out until later on. I've always wondered, like, okay, because I, I knew uh, again, um, people didn't know that Vince McMahon was actually the owner until like around '96, '97, which was around the time I started watching. So I've always wondered, like, you know. If everybody thought, you know, that Vince McMahon was just a commentator, then like, who, who was the guy that was like running shit in the WWF? At least like, you know, pretending to run shit. So it was actually this guy Jack Tunney. So uh, like, uh, like I was saying, Bret Hart he beat Dorothy the Clown by disqualification. Dorothy the Clown got disqualified because we found out that Jerry Lawler was faking his injury, and he hit Bret Hart with his crutch, and got himself uh, got Dorothy the Clown disqualified. So Jack Tunney came out and was like, well, look. Um, since you're not injured and you weren't really in a car accident, we're going to make you fight Bret Hart anyway. So then it became Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. And uh, Jerry Lawler ended up beating Bret Hart by disqualification because Bret Hart refused to let go of the sharpshooter. And uh, there's actually a story behind that. That was not part of the script. Um, in Bret Hart's book, he, he said him. that no he didn't hate him 
But the reason why he didn't let go of the sharpshooter was because Bret Hart wrote in his book that he was pissed off that when uh, Jerry Lawler hit him with the crutch, he hit him too hard. So he was mad. And he decided to like, punish him by locking him up in the sharpshooter for like six minutes. And like Jerry Lawler was like in real pain. Like he, like Bret Hart did not want to let go. And yeah. um, it's real. That looked real. Yeah, you could tell he was in pain. Well, no, they that made me wonder. No, I'm also looking at the crutches. Like, because remember how we talked about um, how, like, do, are are these folding chairs real or not? Or are they made out of well, aluminum? They're, they're, they're real. real. Like, everything's and, real. Um, yeah, everything's real in wrestling, but like, like you, the whole point is like, you're not supposed to hit them hard, though. Like, you just hit them, you, know, you, you don't want to hurt them. But so when like, I was the crutches, though, I was looking at the crushes and the piece broke out. I'm like, no, you're not yeah. gonna hit with that part where the uh, the pads are gone, and he actually did it. So I was like, oh yeah, shit. And that's why, and that's why so, Bret Hart was mad. Like, though. That's why Bret Hart was. That's why Bret Hart was mad. But like, it makes me wonder though, like, how many times does that happen in wrestling? Because I like, remember the new Jack documentary. Part of the reason why he stabbed that guy was because he felt like the guy hit him too hard. But like, so Bret Hart, he decided like, okay, you hit me too hard, so. I'm gonna put you in the sharpshooter for six minutes and I'm not gonna let go. Like, fuck the script, like, I'm gonna like make you, I'm gonna punish you. But then, Dude Jack was like, well, shit, you hit me too hard, so I'm gonna fucking stab your ass. But, but I, was, I was also thinking about like, um, you know, the other Hart brothers, um, Owen Hart and Bruce. Like, at first they were thinking like, yeah, he deserved it, he deserved it. And then I guess the, the referees and the officials were like, hey bro, get to your brother and talk to him right now because I think this is this is real. And it's like, oh, yeah. for real? So so they, had, like, all the, they had all the officials like, trying to pull him off. He's like, he refused to get off of him. Yeah, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get off of me. Like, like, oh, this, <laughs> this motherfucker hit me. He hit me too hard. Okay, like, just let him go. Let him go, bro. <laughs> I felt bad for Jerry Lawler, dude. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> hey, that kind of reminds me of the time when Jerry Lawler and Jim Carrey had, like, beef with each other because they were making the... That one movie, the Andy, um, what's it called? Not Andy, sorry. The Andy, the, the, Andy, the Andy Kaufman movie. Yeah. Because uh, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman really, they had a, a wrestling angle uh, back in the 70s. No, but, so, no, no, Jim Carrey. No, while they were making the film, Jim Carrey, like, um, I think Jerry Lawler did some sort of a, like, a, I don't know if he did, like, a body slam or some sort well, no, but that's what I'm saying, though. I think they were reenact, reenacting, you know, the, the feud between... Uh, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman, but then I think because like to promote no, but the movie, there, but there was, a, there was an interview. There was an interview like right after the film. I know, but oh, I think I think they did to promote the movie. I'm not sure if it was like real or not. Ah, okay, that's what I thought too. Like maybe they were promoting the movie, or maybe it was kind of real. Who knows? I thought it was pretty uh, funny. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so we. Were Thoughts on this whole like uh Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler, George the Clown fiasco. Um, I thought I thought Doink the Clown is a is a very annoying character. <laughs> I don't like him. I never liked him. I mean, I have nothing against clowns. It's just like it's such a, such a stupid character. But then again, I wanted to see how Doink the Clown actually looked like without that makeup. Because then again, you know, again, he's not one of those like bodybuilder type of wrestlers. He, uh, yeah, he passed yeah. away. Well, rest in peace. But um, he he just he has a body type of Jerry Lawler, so I'm thinking like, hey, how do these guys become wrestlers? But then again, you look at mankind like, okay, well, you got you know people like mankind, so I guess wrestlers come in different sizes and shapes. Um, 
and uh, it was it was okay. It, I, I I I find the uh, I, I think this is one of my favorite fights because it, it looked real, and I I guess I find out that this match was actually not scripted. At least parts of it were not scripted. Well, the ending was not scripted. Like Bill Hart was really pissed off that Jerry Lawler hit him too hard with the crush. Like he was supposed to hit him with the crush. That was part of the script. But uh, I guess uh, he hit him too hard, and Bill Hart was just like pissed off. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put you in the sharpshooter, and I'm not gonna let go. Like, I'm, I'm gonna break your fucking knees. Like, fuck you." Back. Like, have you ever felt the sharpshooter, or has it? Have you ever had anyone do the sharpshooter on you? No, I've done it to my brother though, so he can he can probably speak on it more than I can. It's pretty it's pretty fun though. But um, I had my brother do it to me one time because I felt bad that I did the uh, the DDT on him. So I'm like, okay, do the sharpshooter on me. So he did it so hard, like that that actually hits you right in the you know below the back. It, it's not it's not too much on the legs. It's actually your back. So it hurts, dude. <laughs> like that shit hurts. You, you just see the pain in Jerry Lawler's face though. You need to apologize to your brother for all that, you know, trauma that you've given him in your childhood days. Uh, he's all right. He, he came out okay. <laughs> he came out right? <laughs> he's not traumatized? Nah. All right. Did you ask him? Nah, but I mean, I well, how would you know? Good. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. Okay. When that, uh, I mean, my, I used to do the same thing to my home boys that we used to wrestle. Now, I did, like, I did, like, fight this one guy because, like, uh, he tried to put me in the pedigree, but, like, it was weird because, like, I, I could feel his balls on my head and I just had to push him off. Like, you know? <laughs> like nah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> How's the pedigree feel, Anthony? How's it feel? Like, bro, I don't bro, know. Bro, <laughs> like, bro, you you gonna need to wear some baggier pants. I can see your balls on my head. Oh, I wonder how these like basketball players feel like when someone's dunking on them and like their balls are like hitting their foreheads. Nah, <laughs> I, I wonder how wrestlers feel when Triple H puts them in the pedigree because he he just has underwear on. Well, or how about when um when 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 Undertaker does a tombstone? You know, you gotta spin him around and like put him right. Their chin's like yeah, right below yeah, dick. Your, your face is right in his dick. Dick. So like, you better make sure. Like, I'm just like, like this, is how, this is how I make my wife give me head. I bet she does. <laughs> hey, honey. Are you down for the tombstone tonight? Said, honey, I'm about to make you rest in peace. And Jerry Law is another one that had a fucking mullet in this uh in this show. And Bret Hart. Yeah, he did. Well, I thought yeah, Bret Hart did. Bret now you know what's like funny now. Uh, what was, now yeah, actually, uh, I was about to say that what was funny to me about Bret Hart <clears throat> is that in this pay per view, everybody was cheering for him. But then it's weird because like three years later, they started booing Bret Hart only because he's Canadian. It was like in 1993, they didn't know he was Canadian. Right. It's like, what the people like find out one day? It's like, wait, wait, well, hold on, time out. What the fuck? I mean, they did have the, they had to leave the whole entire time in their, um, you know, in their sportswear. So you guys didn't notice the leave? <laughs> yeah, because I, I thought that was funny when I saw it. it was like, like the summer, like, like did they announce it one time? Like, oh, bro, I was from Canada. Like, wait, wait, wait a second, Canada? What the fuck? What's he doing over there? 
Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. You mean to tell me all this time this motherfucker was Canadian? Man, boo. Fuck wait, hard. What what is it about Canada that people don't like? I, I don't know. Because from what I heard, Canadians are the nicest people on earth. Dude, I I'm stayed in Canada. I have family there. I mean, they're not Canadians, obviously they're the Filipinos, but they live in Canada. But yeah, they're very nice people. Very nice people. And Canadian women are very beautiful, by the way. Oh yeah, they are. Very. They're like, it's like, you got American, you know, American women, well, white women here, but then you go to Canada and you're like, whoa, you're like a different type of Polish white. <laughs> Actually, we did have a Canadian professor, our uh, web design professor. She was Canadian. Oh, uh, she was gay. No, right? she wasn't gay. She was uh, she was pregnant at the time. Oh she no, was... she was Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Chinese Chinese Canadian. Yeah, she was Asian Canadian, and then she said she moved to the states with her husband. But she she got the Canadian accent though when she speaks a little Sometimes, bit. Sometimes with, with certain yeah. words. Little words, yeah. Like she like says, a, she'll say a a a or, or instead of instead of about, she'll say a boot. Yeah. So it'll come out, but because she speaks her native tongue, you know, some of the uh, the Chinese accent kind of slips a little bit here and there. But she's she's born and raised in Canada. Cool. So. All right. So uh, next up, we had. Uh, we have uh, Ludwig Borga versus Marty Janetti. I thought that match was uh, boring. I really didn't really pay attention to it, but uh, Ludwig Borga won. It's like speed, speed versus strength in this uh, match right here. Yeah, Ludwig Borga. He was supposed to be like you know the evil Russian, I guess. <laughs> he's like he's like Dro- Drago, Dro- Drago from Rocky. Was it yeah. Rocky Four or something like that? <laughs> I will crush you, Marty Gennetti. <laughs> you will die. Hmm. See, at the time when uh, this is when Marty Gennetti uh, broke up with Shawn Michaels and, and the Rocketeers were no more. And yeah, Marty, uh, as was, Shawn Michaels was doing his own thing with Diesel. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels was supposed, I mean, Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti was supposed to be just as popular as Shawn Michaels because they were both great wrestlers. But I think drugs and partying kind of took a toll, um, you know, from his business career. He partied a lot. Like you thought Shawn Michaels was the, you know, the bad person or not the bad guy, but the one who fucked up, it was actually Marty Gennetti. Yeah, I don't even remember Marty Gennetti. The Rockers, bro. No, no, I I know about that, but I'm saying though, like, I don't remember his career. Yeah, well, he kind of fucked it up. He was supposed to be in the next Brett the Hitman art, in a way. Like when I yeah, like when I started watching wrestling, which is like mid mid nineties, like ninety five, ninety six ish. So a couple the years Rockers. after this, a couple years after this, like I don't even remember Marty Jannetty like wrestling at all. The Rockers are like, like they kind of reminded me of. Well, because they came first, but they kind of remind me of Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Hardy and his uh, brother. Oh, the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. Jeff, yeah, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Yeah, they were like the high flyers and stuff like that. Young, with the hair, you know, and 
the rockers. Like one was rock and then one was like goth and punk or something. So, so the Hardy Boys was kind of like the modern version of the rockers until they broke up. I mean, they also broke up too. So it's like almost the same story as the rockers. One became more popular than the other. One got into drugs or no, not I drugs, alcohol. Oh my bad. Alright, so the uh, yeah, the next match was uh, to me this is like the worst by far the worst match of the whole show. Uh, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez and a rest in peace match. <clears throat> uh, Giant Gonzalez, I don't know what the fuck, so big and tall. He was like Bro. he really couldn't wrestle, and I was like Undertaker was trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Like he's trying to work with the best that he can with this guy, but he just couldn't do it. Bro. I don't think there's anybody that can match Giant Gonzalez's size. Like the Undertaker was the closest one. Yeah, but even then, like Giant Gonzalez made like Undertaker was like a, a, a dwarf. Like he was like yeah, he's so he was, like big. <clears throat> but what I mean, like Giant Gonzalez, like, he was so he moved so slow that like Undertaker couldn't really like. I don't know. Just the matches look off. Like you know, the Undertaker is faster. Is, is a great wrestler, but he's like he's working with this dude who's really not that good. He's yeah. like, I don't know, he's trying to do like the best that he can with what he has to work with, but it just didn't work. Yeah. It's like the giant Gonzalez was like bringing him down, and then and then you add that with the fact that they had him wear like this Bigfoot costume, which I don't understand. Like, it, it was weird. <laughs> Naked costume. Yeah. <laughs> It was a weird, it was like a Sasquatch costume. Yeah. So what the fuck is this? Like... <laughs> I don't know, that, that match was interesting because like you look at The Undertaker and you know the people that he wrestles and he, he dwarfs everybody. You know what I mean? Because he's so tall and big and then you find He's, uh, he's 6'10". The giant Gonzalez is like seven feet tall or something like that, or even uh, taller. Look him up. He's like what seven, seven, three or something like that. Well, he, and, actually, he, uh, he died uh, ten years ago in twenty two. And he makes the Undertaker look like a midget. It's so it's, it's so crazy. It's such a crazy fight. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, uh says here he's eight feet tall. He was eight feet tall. Oh shit! That's even. I said seven, right? Seven three. Yeah, he died. He died. He has a disease called uh, giantism. It's a disease where you can't stop growing, and that's what that's what he died of. That's freaking. You just keep, yeah, you just keep growing and growing and growing. Kept on growing. But see, the problem is though, his body kept growing, but then like your heart and shit stays the same size. That's so crazy. Heart, so his body got too big for his heart, and that's what ended up killing him. That's crazy. That's man, that's straight up like superhero status right there. <laughs> yeah, that's but crazy because like you know you can't stop growing, but then it's like all your organs stay the same size. So it's like, yeah, how, can, how, how can like, how can your how can your organs like pump all this blood into your giant ass body? You know, you know who reminded me of the giant Gonzalez, the great Kali. He's like the Indian version. The Indian version. I don't know if he was just as big. I mean, maybe he's a little bit... I don't know. He was big, too, man. Great Khali. 
Like you look at him, and but he can he has he barely like understand what he says because he he talks like. Ugh. Yeah, Giant Gonzalez. He's from Argentina. He was from Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Gonzalez. You know, it's a Latin name. Yeah. <laughs> what if there's a Filipino version? Uh, well, well, we'll we'll get to uh, race swapping in a, in a little bit. Oh, there is a Filipino version. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about, I was talking about Yokozuna. Filipinos be like, no, Great Khali. Great Khali's only seven. Great Khali's uh, seven one, so he's the same size as Shaq. Okay. Yeah. So, by far, the giant Gonzalez has been the tallest wrestler <laughs> ever. Yeah. In the W, or maybe ever, right? In history. Maybe. Crazy. All right, so uh, next up we have the smoking guns and Tatanka, uh, another <laughs> character, another character that will be uh, considered racist in today's uh, times. Yeah, uh, Tatanka is a uh, like a stereotypical Native American, and uh, Tatanka he uh, they fought uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and the Head Shrinkers. Now this match <clears throat> it was really nothing to write home about. I thought it was boring, but I just I just thought it was weird how like. Billy Gunn went from a cowboy to Mr. Ass within like three years. It's like Vince McMahon, like I, I still don't understand how Vince McMahon talked him into that that character. Like Vince McMahon came up to the okay, I know you're teaming up with your brother Bart Gunn, but we're gonna break you guys up. And uh Billy, I got a great character for you. Great. It's gonna take you to the top. It's gonna make you the most popular wrestler ever. We're gonna call you Mr. Ass. Now that cowboy shit is, is, is not that's 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 outdated. But Mr. Ass, now that is a character people can get behind. Say goodbye to your jeans. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna need you to shave your ass. That's number one. Cause uh, part of the characters you gotta moon people. Because you're Mr. Ass, of course. Yeah, Brazilian. Brazilian. Yeah, the Brazilian wax on your ass. And then we're going to give you uh, some shorts to wear that, you know, is kind of, you know, gayish. But it's not. But it's not. Because according to your theme song, you're just a man who really loves ass. It's actually, that was weird. Like, how you go from a cowboy... To that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what I could think of the whole time watching. Like, how do you went from a cowboy to that? You went from like this, this, this cowboy who looks like you can pose for like, like denim jeans and fucking GQ magazines, like, like Wrangler, like Wrangler or something. Yeah, like Wrangler is like you look like a model, like a supermodel. He looked like a supermodel with what his a eye. mullet. It's a yeah. At the time, like he looked like he can be a no, but just like model for like advertisements and stuff like that. And you see him in Mr. Ass, now he looks like a porn star. <laughs> Some rocky ass fucking redneck porn star, dude. Like straight up. And it was like, how did how did you get Vince Man to talk you into that shit? Well, money talks. Because <laughs> I was that or my job. Wait, what happened to his um? Were they brothers though? Because they were called the Guns, right? Were they? Well, yeah, you have uh, you have Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn. I'm not sure if they're brothers in real life. They look alike. I, 
but I don't remember the last time I saw, the last thing I remember Bart Gunn. Um, I want to say it was like '98 or '99, but they had him fight a boxing match against Butterbean, and, and Butterbean like knocked him the fuck out in like 20 seconds. Butterbean. And I don't, I don't, and I don't think I've seen Bart Gunn since then. Okay. So he disappeared, and his uh, his, and his former his, tag partner just became. He joined DX and became Mr. S. Became more famous, yeah, more popular. But I mean, like these characters, though, like he goes from a cowboy to Mr. Ass to being a gay dude. I mean, like, it bro, keeps getting, it just keeps like going like farther and farther to the left. Bro, you had was it Kama Kama Kuma. Kama, yeah, Kama. He went from Kama. No, he went to from Papa, Papa Shango. Papa Shango to Kama. To Kama to to, to like the pimp to like Jehovah's Witness. So it's yeah. like, see, the, that's why that's why I like the Rock because no matter what you know, either he's a baby face or a heel, he always remained the same character in a way, like the he was, same. He was, a, he was always an asshole. Like he didn't need any gimmicks. Yeah, like, so, like honestly, honestly, The Rock should have like always been a heel. It's just that he was so entertaining that people just started cheering for him, so they kind of made him babyface. Yeah, but like they didn't matter if he was a heel or a babyface. Like his personality never changed. He was always a dick. What about Undertaker? From like the dark side to like trucker biker boy, back to the yeah, I, yeah. I hated, I hated when they did the whole like you no know, yeah, made him a biker. Yeah. Like the because just like with Kane, it fucked up with the storyline. Like, like okay, you you've been giving us a storyline for like years, telling us like you know this is what happened to him, and now all of a sudden he's like, you know, human and shit. Yeah. And then after that, like Paul Bear just disappeared. Like, what happened to Paul Bear? He died, didn't he? In real life, but I'm talking about back then. Like he was still alive. He just oh he was hanging out with Undertaker. He was back and forth with. Uh, he brought back Kane. He uh, ended up. Managing, he. I think he brought Kane in. Yeah, but I'm saying though, like when Undertaker started riding motorcycles, and Kane got unmasked, all of a sudden Paul Bear was like nowhere to be found. He was like, "You okay? You guys are normal now. Fuck this, I'm, I'm out." Yeah, I don't, I don't do normal. No, no, no. I don't do normal. I don't like normal, no, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey. The gimmicks, the gimmicks in wrestling. All right, so the main event. This might be the dumbest main event ever. I, I don't event. think so. <laughs> I, I think this was a was kind of fucked up and racist, but. <laughs> okay, so the the main event, like we talked about, the theme of this show was all about Lex Lex Luger, yeah. and so they they were showing a, a montage. They had this motherfucker. Driving around in a bus, he drove around the whole country, kissing babies and shit, hugging families. Like he was supposed to be like the all-American hero. Like, he was gonna be, he was like <laughs> he was Captain America. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he like, it's like Captain America. Yeah, and he was fighting this big bad uh, Japanese yeah. dude who wasn't really Japanese. He was actually Samoan. <laughs> and he was really rock. Yeah. But uh, Vista, I guess again, Vince Man. This is what you said. Vince Man was racist. Like Vince Man's like, you know what? We're gonna make you uh, Japanese. He's like, well, but Mr. McMahon, sir, I'm not. I'm not Japanese. I'm Samoan. Yeah, but your eyes go like this, so we're gonna make you Japanese. Yeah, your eyes go the other you way. Look to, 
We can't, we can't, you know, you look Japanese, people can't tell. And you know how Yokozuna actually sounds like? He actually sounds like The Rock when he talks. Like, hey, guys. And it, see, that, that was, that's what I thought was uh, funny, though, is because, like, he's not Japanese. He doesn't speak Japanese. But uh, they, they wrote the character in a way it was like, okay, he can't speak English, so we're going to have Jim Cornette do all the talking. And Jim Cornette was like a bad guy because he was like a, a Japanese sympathizer or whatever. <laughs> Which is also funny because he's like this he's like this redneck from the South. Like, why would he be a Japanese sympathizer? <laughs> like, he had like this Trans- heavy, Trans- like, he had like this Trans- deep Trans- ass, like, he had like this this deep ass mean. Southern, he had like this deep ass Southern accent. He's like, this, this is the guy that's a Japanese sympathizer. Some guy from well, Kentucky. It doesn't even make any sense because everyone's rooting America and then you got this. Yeah. This yeah. white this, redneck as a Japanese American, yeah, yeah. redneck. Most he looks like he looks like the most racist. His character looks like the most racist redneck. Like, like you know. Yeah, some, but yeah, but yeah, he's the one that supports the Japanese. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Lex Luger. Let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> like, like fuck America. All right, because Yokozuna's gonna beat your ass. Red, white, and blue, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, okay, here's the most fucked up thing about that. Like, I, I get it that, you know, he's playing the Japanese role and everything, but do they really have to, like, boo when he's doing the their own Japanese anthem? And to, to top it off, to oh. make first... Oh, yeah, well, keep to make first, gonna, yeah, I was going to talk about that. They hired somebody who can't even fucking sing. <laughs> he's like, well, first of all, the only, the only person that was Japanese in their little clique was Mr. Was, Fuji. Was, yeah, and the singer. But I just, yeah, I, I don't know what Mr. Man was thinking. Like, I still don't understand, like, why Jim Cornette was there. But, like, yeah, Jim Cornette, who was, like, a, a, a redneck Southerner who supports the Japanese. And then back to your point about the Japanese National Anthem. And this, uh, this is why I feel like, you know, um, today's society is kind of, like, fucked up. Because, like, every time I watch these old, like, shows, I can't help but to think, like, how this be perceived in today's time? Oh yeah, people would be still offended. Well, no, it, it would, people would be offended because you know, obviously, you know, back then there was no Google, but now people could like look at Google and be like, "Wait a second, Yokozuna's not even Japanese? What the fuck?" Very castle. Like, if you have a, yeah, if you have a Japanese character, it better be played by a real Japanese person. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then people be like, "You be like, nah, Jim Cornette is way. He sounds way too racist to be supporting Asians." But see, Dude, there's, but there's no that. way this guy could be an Asian lover. We didn't think about that. And you know what? We didn't even know. Nobody knew that Yokozuna was actually Samoan until he actually revealed it, like, you know, towards the end of his retirement stage. I didn't even know. I didn't even. He never retired. He just died. He died, like, at age 33 or something like that. Well, not retiring. Uh, when, when he turned, when he turned, um, when he turned babyface, like, that's when you started hearing him talk, like, whoa, Yokozuna can speak. I, I don't even remember that. I just remember, I didn't, I didn't even know until he died. Awesome. He teamed up with The Rock and like Jake the Snake, and they had like some sort of like a power, a power four or power three or something like that. At the time, this was when The Rock like just came in and he was like starting his clique. It was like the, it was like 90, 95, 96. I would say 90, like 98 or something like that. Well, not well, 98. Rock was with the Nation of Domination. Okay, maybe he was ninety six then. Maybe he was a uh, he was a baby face. He was still a yeah, good guy yeah. at the time. Yeah. But um, so what was I gonna say? But yeah, so like um, 
but the yoga, the Japanese national anthem though, like everybody was booing. Yes. But it's like, but it's like if that happened in today's in today's time, it would be like everybody would be cheering, but like, oh my god, look how diverse WWE is. They actually got the Japanese uh, national anthem. Yeah, diversity. You know, be fucked up if there was that one. Ja- if there was like that one Japanese fan who was raised in America <laughs> in the crowd, and everyone's booing his anthem, like. Hey, that's that's that, that's my country, guys. Boys, what's yeah, up? Even the crowd, I mean, even the crowd was fucked up. But even the crowd was fucked up because like, they only they only booed Yokozuna because they thought he's not American. Yeah. And they only and then the one and then the one American that was on his team, Jim Cornette, they booed him because he supports Japan. But they didn't they didn't boo Bret Hart though. <laughs> that's because they didn't they didn't know he was Canadian. They they didn't find that out until a couple years later. And they're wow. like, wait, wait, wait a second, time out. Bro, they <laughs> have to be in their freaking spandex representing Canada. Like, you know what I mean? What do you think? I thought, that was, I thought that was shit was funny when I watched this because I was like, wait, yeah, because like in like around like 96, 97, they started booing Bret Hart only because he was Canadian. And it's like, wait, they didn't know he was Canadian back then? Like, they it took a couple years and like find out, like, wait a second, this motherfucker's Canadian? Yeah. But overall, dude. This match, um, I, oh yeah, so um, good match. And then, like, so they did the whole. Did, uh, then Lex Luger came out. They had a fucking Aaron Aaron Neville, which I also thought was funny because they had a black guy singing the national anthem, the yeah. same national anthem that now everybody says is racist, but that black guy singing it or a yeah. uh, quote unquote yeah. racist song. Hey, show, show these to the athletes with that one knee yeah. thing. <laughs> what do you gonna say about that? <laughs> And then like Macho Man, and for some reason Macho Man came out to introduce Lex Luger. And I'm like, I'd rather see Macho Man wrestle than become a ring than a ring announcer. Yeah. He's like, yeah, coming up now is Lex Luger. Oh yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Give it up for Aaron Neville. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Neville singing the national anthem. Oh yeah. God bless America. Yeah. I mean, much respect to the uh, to the artists, but ooh, ooh. <laughs> like bro, sing the song already. Like bro, ooh. get it over with. <laughs> oh. Lex Lucas probably sitting in the back, like, damn, can you hurry up? I want to come out now. Dude, it's like a long song. <laughs> you're you're really the first verse or the first word. So, okay, so this match, I thought, uh, like you, I thought it was an interesting match. I thought it was actually a good match. It was a very but good match. But what I hated was the ending. So much like with the Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect match, this match ended in a countout. Yeah. What made, it so, what made it so stupid, though, was like, okay, at least with Shawn Michaels, it kind of made sense because like, he was the champion. So, like, no, he's going to, no, there's no point of him, uh, you know, bringing Mr. Perfect back into the ring to pin him because, like, no, if I if I win by counter, I still get to keep my belt. Well, Lex Luger, you're trying to win the belt, so yeah. why didn't you just go back, get out, go on the outside, and, and pick him up? Yokozuna, yeah, pick him up, drag, put him back in the ring, pin him, and then you're the champion. Exactly. You're trying to get the you're trying to get the, the WWF championship belt. Yeah. yeah but then what made it, but what made it even worse is that like everybody knows you can't win the belt by <laughs> count out. As you we, have to win by a pinfall submission. By pinfall submission. Yeah. So Mr. Lex Luger wins the champ. I mean, wins the match, 
Then all of a sudden you have all these fucking fireworks and balloons and confetti and shit. Like they're celebrating like they, they Yeah, want- and then but what was funny to me was what was funny what's funny to me was the crowd. Like the crowd at first, they were like cheering, they're like, the winner of the match, Lex Luger. And the crowd was like, yeah. For like, for like, you know, the crowd, like the crowd, the crowd cheered for like ten seconds. And then they, they stopped and like, wait a second, you can't win a belt by counting that. Like, what, what the fuck are we celebrating here? And they're, they're like celebrating with fire. And then like Vince McMahon was like going crazy, like, yeah, Lex Luger, Lex Luger did it. He fucking won. And then the, the other commentator, uh, Bobby Heenan, he was like, he was like, bro, you know, you know, you know, he didn't win the belt. If it's it doesn't matter. She won. This is for, this is for America. This is for the United States. What, babe, what did what did Japan, <laughs> what did Japan do to you, though? <laughs> that was a long time. Yeah, about that. <laughs> it's like it's like these Americans are are oppressed and shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's like at that point, though, it was like like fuck Japan. Like why? Like why are you so? Like what's up with the fireworks and the confetti? Like he didn't. Like, like, he didn't, fuck, didn't win the belt. Yeah, like what, why? Why are you celebrating? Yeah, yeah. Who just. It just made Lex Luger look stupid, it, it, and it, it made the WWF look stupid. And Mr. Fuji is just laughing like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim Cornette is like, "See, this right here is the reason why I support Japan." Yeah, because they're smarter. <laughs> yeah, because these Americans now is these You're goddamn stupid. Americans are fucking stupid. Like confetti, freaking fireworks, and like you know you got Rings, the Brothers like hugging you and shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Is- <laughs> like, what are you celebrating? You didn't win anything, bro. You just made yourself tired. Yeah, <laughs> you made yourself sweat for no reason. <laughs> Even Macho Man came out and congratulated him, like congratulate. But I just like Vincent Man was just like going, like Vincent Man was having like a fucking orgasm, like yeah, yeah, he did this it, for America. He did this for America. And then Bobby, he was like, bro, like calm the fuck down like you know you didn't win the belt right yeah like do I have to tell you the rules to your own company like you didn't win the fucking belt that was funny so that um that to me was dumb and according to the the critics of this pay-per-view uh a lot of people thought that the a lot of people thought that the the, the Jerry Lawler Bret Hart thing uh, was pretty good. Uh, they also thought that um, the Shawn Michaels uh, Mr. Perfect match was good, but they hated the finish as well. But what really, um, what, what really did this pay per view in was the whole uh, was the ending. Like they just thought it was stupid that Lex Luger <clears throat> was celebrating with like you know fireworks and confetti and all that shit, and it just it just made everybody look stupid. Uh, even Jim Cornette himself uh, said later on. Uh, I guess apparently Jim Cornette now has a podcast, so he said on his own podcast that like he thought it was stupid and he, he didn't understand like why, what was up with the fireworks and shit. Like he thought like he, uh, he thought that um, cause he started working for the WWF in 1993, so he's only been there for like, a couple months. So he's yeah. like, well, I guess. So he's he's like, well, I guess this is what people do around here. He thought it was he, he thought it was stupid. Like why? Like what's up? Fireworks and confetti. He's like I guess I guess that's what they do in WWE. I guess. But was that Vince McMahon's? Like was that his plan? Was that yeah? Part it was of- it was it was Vince McMahon's plan. So the plan was Wait. was um like well, Vince McMahon. The shot caller. 
Well, see what it okay, what it was was that Vince McMahon went for the plot twist. So, like as we saw in the whole show, they kept hyping up Lex Luger to the point where you're thinking like, okay, Lex Luger's gonna win this shit. Like, there's no way he's gonna lose. America has to win. Yeah. So <laughs> like they were hyping up Lex Luger the whole show, even doing like montages of him training and shit. And so like, you're thinking like, okay, like Lex Luger's gonna win the championship. It was like Rocky versus Dra- Drago. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the Russian, it was the Japanese. Japanese, the other enemy. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they were hyping up Lex Luger the whole uh, the whole show, and then Vince McMahon, like, did the plot twist. It's like, yeah, Lex Luger won, but he's not the champion. And uh, according to Jim Cornette, the plan was that they wanted to build this rivalry up until uh, WrestleMania, which took place in March 1994. So you're talking about, like, a whole, like, nine months. They were trying to build us up for nine months. But what ended up happening was, like, after seeing this shit, the fans, like, turned on Lex Luger. Like, we're not supporting this dumbass. Like, this motherfucker celebrating with fireworks and shit. He didn't even win anything. Bro, when, just... when I was a kid, they, they, did, they did that marketing. Like, marketing Yoko Zuna as a bad guy so good that it made me hate yeah. Japan for a reason. Like, why do I hate Japan again? Just <laughs> like, look, because of this? Like, why are they the bad guy again? And so, like, but yeah, but so, like, basically, this whole incident with Lex Luger, it was so dumb that the fans, like, turned on Lex Luger. They were no longer interested. And yeah. they ended up, they ended up, for, by the time WrestleMania came along in uh, March of 94, which is, like, nine months later, they switched uh, Lex Luger out with Bret Hart. And so, uh, Bret Hart's the one that ended up, like, you know, defeating Yokozuna and winning the championship at uh, WrestleMania. But uh, that that's the one thing that everybody thought was dumb was the main event. Like the main event uh, just killed the whole pay per view for a lot of these critics, these wrestling critics, and that's why they rated this uh, show so low. Now they gave it a quarter of a star. That's so from out, five, of, out of out of yeah, out of five, wow. out of five, they gave it a quarter. Not even Dang. a full star, just a quarter. Not, not even half. Okay, just not a, a full star. So yeah. a quarter, like a quarter. <laughs> A piece out of out of that that's, fourth. That's less less than half. Just like one. Four, it's one fourth, right, of a star. Yeah, one fourth. <laughs> God, that's sad. Now I'm gonna be nicer, and I'm gonna give it half a star. <laughs> I'll give it a star. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be even nicer. I'll give it a full star. One star. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so uh, that, that is our review for the worst SummerSlam ever. Now, uh, next, now uh, for uh, in November is going to be Survivor Series, and uh, we will, we'll, you know, like we've been doing, we'll, we'll review uh, the 2020 Survivor Series whenever that is. Uh, look that up, and we'll also review the worst Survivor Series. But the worst Survivor Series, I'm actually um, excited about doing it because, from what I've read, that show was so bad. They said that that show killed the wrestling industry, as we know wow. it today. So I can't wait to do that one. It's um, wow. Yeah, Survivor let, Series. Yeah, Survivor Series 2015 let, is considered let, the worst Survivor Series ever. Let us be the judge of that because yeah. still, I mean, I mean, we still like watch it's not. It's not only it's not only the worst Survivor Series ever. It's the worst wrestling show ever. Let, let's be let's be the judge of that. Let's see so if we'll. That, yeah, we'll uh, we'll review that when the uh, Survivor Series rolls around. Because it's not real wrestling. That's why. 
Well, according to, according to Survivor, well, after according to the critics of this, uh, this Survivor Series and uh, the 2015 Survivor Series is what killed wrestling. Oh. Well, I guess that does it with our one of our wrestling reviews. Where can they find us, Anthony? Well, you can find us where uh, all podcasts. Oh, be and heard. shout out to my man. Uh, I don't really have any shout outs. Uh, I haven't really been on Facebook in a while. Uh, uh, and then on Twitter, uh, a lot of a lot of Rams fans hit me up. So, um, yeah, shout out to to my Ramley. And, um, yeah, that's it. So you can uh, you can find me uh, at Twitter at Expect the Ant on Instagram at Expect the Ant. And as I said, you can hear us where all podcasts uh, can be streamed. And uh, where can they find you if they want to follow you? Aubrey Freely underscore 81. I didn't do the flavor play today. Uh, what about uh, you can do it? You can do it in uh, your, your Jim Cornette voice. I, I don't know how to. <laughs> all, all you need is a southern accent. Y'all can find me. Are we? <laughs> and fuck America. His, his voice is so like high pitch. Yeah. You know, it's always like, like, dude, you gotta yell. He, Jim Cornette, his character doesn't like, oh, hi, I'm Jim Cornette. No, look, I'm Jim Cornette. That's that's it. That's his character right there. Maybe in, in the uh, documentary, he's just like, hi, I'm I'm Jim Cornette. But in, in wrestling, he's like, I'm Jim Cornette. No, <laughs> and in, documentary, in documentary, he was like, yeah, it, it's me. I like to apologize. I'm the one that brought New Jack to the world. I'm the one that brought this into the whole world. If I didn't discover New Jack, none of this shit would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just trying to help him out. You know, I thought he had a lot of talent. So and New Jack's like, first of all, I was I was snoring coke all night. Yeah. <laughs> I always snort coke before a fight. So yeah. I was fucked. Yeah. Blame yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's one hell of a drug. <laughs> All right, cool. So you can find me at right. Aubrey underscore uh, Aubrey Freely underscore eighty one, and of course uh, as uh, Inspector Ant said, you can find us in all these uh, all these uh, platforms uh, for all your podcast needs. So uh, I guess that's it. We'll hear us again. Stay safe. All right. So until next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Toodles. Toodles. Amen.